0: I'm not speaking as a scientist, but as the man on the street. This so-called documentary footage is offensive, it is dishonest, and above all, it is inhuman.
1: Yes, yes, of course. We all know what Alan
0: was like. He overdid it as usual, but what you saw is a rough cut. Perhaps I haven't made myself clear, but I, I refuse to have anything to do with this material.
2: Look, Professor. We
1: are talking about the most sensational documentary to come along in years. And you want us just to shelve it, to forget about it, as if it had never been found? Is that what you want?
0: Yes, yes. That is precisely what I want. I've seen the rest of the material. You haven't. You haven't seen the stuff that even your editors didn't have the stomach to put together. And if you had, you wouldn't hesitate but to agree with me.
2: Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil,
1: and I am here to
0: do the devil's work.
1: It is episode 188. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast, where on today's episode we take complete advantage of
2: the dinner special at the Rainforest Cafe.
1: Did I, say a rain f- Did I yeah, say that Did I say it? that was good. That was, oh, was good. good. Okay, all right. It was good. good. We, we got good. it. Only third times good. third times the charm. Tuck, tuck, tuck. Um <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to uh what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. <laughs> have you ever okay, been to now, what's going on? <laughs> have you ever been to a rainforest cafe? Uh yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I have not. What? I don't think that I've ever been to a rainforest cafe. Lame, dude. Like, I wanna That's, say it's... I wanna say that I've been in one before, but oh. I've never actually eaten at one.
2: That sounds a lot like uh, most of your relationships. <laughs> um, you've been in, but you've no, never eaten.
1: That's actually Or is it the, like? It's the direct opposite. Very... <laughs> <laughs> James, James, I will say that my uh, my appetite was satisfied. Oh, he was Cheers. ravenous. <laughs> he was ravenous. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh God! The oh God! Monster over there! Oh
0: my God! Best, anyway. scene,
2: best scene from Kingpin, by the way. That's always the most memorable oh, okay. scene when he looks in the rearview mirror and just, just it's uh, it's fucking... Uh, uh,
1: uh, Shea. Uh, um, Lin Shea. Lin Shea, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, oh, so, God. She is vile story. in that movie. That is her favorite part of any role she's ever had. She Good. was in an interview one time. They asked her what her favorite role was, and she said, Kingpin, most specifically that scene. Dude, so, that's hilarious. That's She's every bit of woman you ever wanted her to be. <laughs> I
2: wish she was my grandma, who,
1: who happens to taste like garbage. What? Ooh, go! No, the character, the character, Oh, not not Lynn Shay. I'm sure Lynn Shay tastes like roses.
2: Garbage roses. <laughs>
1: hey, it's still roses, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah, James. Um, living in a we're living in a world right now.
2: Oh, geez, dude.
1: Um, we're um, yeah. It's, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's one of those things where, like, like literally, the the world is legitimately on fire everywhere right now, and yeah. so for us to at least not mention it, I kind of feel like it would be weird. Yeah, obviously but we're yeah. gonna
2: mention it because uh, we're human beings, and um, uh, it's not something that you can ignore. But then we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna move past it and have a good time because you came here to. Presumably, you came here. presumably, you came have here to- a good time with us, you know, like to escape for a little while because I think everybody could use a, a little escape right now.
1: I always assume that people come here just to get completely depressed. That, that's how I always think about it. I mean, you're listening to us for two hours, that's depressing enough. Like how, how, who gave these fuckers microphones?
2: Well, we bought them. And guess what else we, we have? Reaper licenses.
1: We, uh, we, I only we say that because
2: I literally just bought mine five minutes ago
1: we bought our microphones and our Reaper licenses with that good old trump money you yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so could you could you say I, that the I podcast actually did this week I, is, I
2: literally did just buy my my Reaper license with my trump check so
1: <laughs> could you say that this week's episode is sponsored by Donald Trump brought to you by <laughs> Donald Trump our <laughs> lis- ab- our
2: listenership just went down to <laughs> zero
1: I Say like, let's not advertise that at all. Oh <laughs> uh, God, no. Um, but anyway, though, yeah, the um, the world is on fire. Uh, everything's going to hell in a handbasket, and um, I'm I'm just yeah, kind of kind of. I'm sick of kind of rightfully so at this
2: moment in time, right? I yeah. mean,
1: yeah. yeah, I'm just sick of the world right I, now. I'm sick yeah. of everything's happening in it. I'm I'm a bit depressed over it. You know, it's terrible. Whether dude. it be whether whether it be the killings or the politics or or the just everything that's going on, like the, the the fucking COVID nineteen and so many people dying when they don't need to, and I, it's, I'm the the world's a real depressing place right now. Yeah, you know 20, um, 2020
2: has really been just the strangest year so far, and it, and, it one really the, and one of the and one of the most tragic. I mean, like you said, yeah. be, between uh, between the number of lives lost from COVID nineteen and. Uh, uh i mean obviously every single one of you who's listening to this has has seen the terrible things that are going on right now uh george george, george floyd was murdered by a police officer on camera yep. which was 100%. one of the which was yeah. one of the most uh painful things i've ever watched in my life it was awful mm-hmm. um and 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 obviously it sparked massive rioting around the country and mm-hmm. you know it's like you can't on one was, hand, you're like, "Oh my god, like, is is this helping?" But then, on the other hand, you're like, "It's almost kind of fucking necessary, dude." It's been. Well, I told you. It's it's been like boiling. It's it's been getting hotter and hotter, and now it's boiling over, and it, it it, it almost seems, it almost seems like it's supposed to, and it yeah, sucks. Though I, I was
1: telling you, I was telling you off air, and the best way that I can equate it, you know, I'm not one to ever, to ever say that. Um, Added violence is ever going to fix a problem. Like, I, to me, violence just begets violence. However, that being said, it's one of those things where, you know, I kind of feel like, like in this day and age, we we we've been seeing this stuff happen, you know, for for years now, and nothing ever changes. And and you know, the people at this point, it's not, it's it's no longer about protesting. It's it's literally like revolution almost at this point, you know. And yeah. it's it's this it's this crazy, it's this crazy world that we're living in right now. And it's like, I don't condone the violence you know uh, especially listen if you got to burn a couple of cop cars or whatever to prove a point you know what it's understandable you know i don't condone the violence but it's completely understandable that it's yeah. that it is, it is where it is yeah you know um where the, the, what i feel really bad for you know you have a lot of these uh, businesses in these downtown areas that are uh, reeling because of covid you know they're they're on their last legs as it is and then yeah. with the looting and all that stuff you know i again i understand that that revolution you know innocent people get caught in whatever i i have a hard time with that you know these innocent businesses had nothing to do with anything like i said if you got to burn a couple of cop cars or do whatever like as long as you're not killing anybody to prove a point to actually make people pay attention to you yeah it's it's i don't condone it but i do understand it yeah that's that's kind of from from an outsider looking in you know You know, and then, and then you, you know, people's, you know, you get to the political side of everything, like, you know, with everything going on, people's families are being divided right now. It sucks. It's awful. no one's having a good time. You know, it's just like, we're living in a really, really weird, like, I feel like everything that's been going on in 2020, it's, it's like, you know, we're a movie podcast and it honestly seems like something that you would see in a movie. Like, this is something that you would, that you would script as part (laughs) of like a, a doomsday beginning of a doomsday movie or something. Like, well, that, that's some, honestly some, God what it feels like.
2: Somebody even I mean there was a there was like a meme going around on uh um on Facebook and I think Jay Rogers' sister even posted it at one point in time and it was it was, it was something like it, it was like you had Australia was on fire and then mm-hmm. and, and there's there's uh swarms of locusts sweeping the 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 uh Middle East right now. There's co- there's COVID nineteen there's uh, rioting in the streets. There's people being murdered. There's like governmental over, like severe governmental overreach with with, uh, with you know, like in terms of the police brutality and stuff like that. There was a it's, video we are talking like the, about this It's before. like the fucking
1: apocalypse, dude. It's weird. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's that video of literally a Humvee followed by a, a squad of a squad of like 50 uh, riot gear National Guard members shooting people with paint canisters on their yeah. front porches. That was fucking Like up. it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um <clears throat> it, it, you're on your own fucking property. You're on your porch. You you for all intents and purposes that's you, you own that, you know? Like that's yours. Right. You're not on the streets. You're not out it's like curfew means be home. You're home right like and and when i saw that video now i was dumbfounded it's like i don't even know what to think anymore it's, yeah, it's man. you know it's it's all crazy everything's fucked up and i think the only way that you can sum up what's happened so far and it's the best way to sum it up is that 2020 has been the longest five years in existence yeah,
0: yeah seriously that's, like, no, that's, that's, it's n-
1: the best way to put it yeah um anyway though let's talk about some good things <laughs> Let's, let's, get let's talk about let's let's get, talk about some good things like people about eating each other, people murdering <laughs> and
2: eating each other, like
1: because <laughs> like, that's we, what can't we, do. we
2: Can't we just get back to simpler times when people
1: would just yeah.
2: murder and eat each other?
1: Come on, <laughs> the good old uh, days, uh, this is, you know. <laughs> this this is our. I, I'm so excited for this episode because uh, cannibal movies hold a a very. A, a very uh tender part of my heart I, you, I do love them
2: as you were just saying i gotta say this to the people who can't see you as you were just saying it holds a very tender part in my heart he was <laughs> doing the evil the evil <laughs> mr burns like 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 excellent the little finger, the finger tap. Dance. <laughs> that's alarming michael
1: <laughs> uh but before before we get to our, our delicious main course, if you will. Uh. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um there is there is some good news in the world. We're now on Spotify.
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, the best news us. you've heard in 2020.
1: <laughs> you can hear us in even more places. <laughs> I don't know why it took us so long to do it. We literally, just the other day, were just like, yeah, hey, we've always talked about getting on Spotify. How do we do that? I don't know. And then I looked it up, and 10 minutes later, we were on Spotify. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> it was I, that easy. I looked,
2: I looked it up, because you were like, I think it costs money. And I was like, well, really? For, to
1: be an artist for for music, because I have my my band's music, uh, you know, uh, look up Night Hunt. On Spotify. Um anyway though, uh or, you know or don't. It, or don't. Um we have, you have to pay for it. It's cheap. I think I think it's like thirty bucks a year or something like that. It's really, really cheap. That yeah. being said, you still do have to pay for it. Right. So I assume that it was the same way, but I don't believe that podcasts are monetized through Spotify. Is That's it why a, it's free. Is it a one time payment or a monthly payment? It's yearly. Okay. I yeah. w- but like I, w- I said, I don't think there's no, there's any monetita- monetization through Spotify with podcasts, mm-hmm. to the best of my knowledge. So I'm pretty sure that's why it's free, because you know let's, not really, it's let's, just a hosting platform. But let's
2: let's be fair though.
1: We don't know. We're 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 not
2: <laughs> we're not ever expecting for this podcast to be monetized.
1: <laughs> fun fun fact fun fact we we um, we're no longer doing our uh, Audible. Trial. It it might be live. It might not. I honestly can't figure it out because Amazon's kind of weird. Yeah. But they sent us they they sent us a check for our first uh, couple of months, and I couldn't cash it because the wrong name was on the check. So if if that tells you anything about how what <laughs> the, was the, what, what of the name show goes, was on the check, uh, they made it out to the Buzzkill Podcast. Oh. Which is which is not something that I am registered through with so my we'd So we'd
2: have to set ourselves <laughs> up as an LLC and then like...
1: Which costs money and the yeah, whole deal. And, it, would, yeah, it would cost that, us so.
2: more money to set ourselves up as an LLC than it would be to this actually is, have that... Ch- then that check is actually worth yeah, probably. This, right? is,
1: this is a peek behind the curtain as to how, how much we've been doing this for four years and we still don't know shit. <laughs> There's a peek behind the curtain for you. I'm, I'm comfortable um, with that though. Speaking of I'm, I'm not knowing shit. That. Yeah. Speaking of not knowing shit, we did, last Friday, we did this really awesome Final Exam Horror Trivia right before watching Joe Bobliss this week. When you say last Friday,
2: that makes it sound like... uh, Like like, like a week ago? Like a week ago. So two days ago. Two days ago. Two days ago.
1: Two days ago, Friday. um, Because we are recording this on a Sunday night, which, if you didn't see our little uh, audio thing we put up online... Um, another peek behind the curtain. We put the show off for the day, a day, too late this week. <laughs> so you're getting your you're getting your show a day late. Sorry, uh, should happen sometimes.
2: Well, we put the we put the show off for two days because uh, they just happened to be. So the movies we're talking, one of the movies that we're talking about this week just happened to be on Joe Bob Last Drive in this week. So we decided, oh well, let's record on Saturday instead, and we'll watch we'll watch Joe Bob. And then Saturday rolls around and some of our friends are like, Hey, we haven't seen each other in a while. Let's get on Zoom and, and have drinks. And I was like,
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that sounds AKA, more a-
2: that sounds more important than the podcast right now. So AKA
1: AKA, let's get on Zoom and get completely fucking trashed until yeah. three o'clock in the morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> yep. that happened.
2: <laughs> and and guess and who were the last ones standing?
1: Yep, there you go.
2: You and me, baby.
1: <laughs> for for an extra hour after everybody else went to bed. <laughs> um. Anyway, though, like I was saying, though, about not knowing shit, we did this horror trivia that we thought we were going to be really good at. Man, we fucking suck at horror trivia. <laughs> uh,
2: dude, I I came in, I came in, what was I? I was,
1: well... Uh, I came in 147th, I believe. I
2: came in 142 out of 368, so I was like in the... 50, 50th percentile,
1: you know. I'll say this though: fucking Dave Parker, director of the Hills Run Red, was in top ten the entire time. I think he finished eleventh. The very last question, I want to say he got knocked to eleventh. got out of knocked out of the top ten. Dave Parker knows his shit. We'll be he knows we'll be his up, shit.
2: We'll be up. We'll be
1: up there someday. It's it's something. To, it's something to shoot for there, Carl. Um I bring it up though because if anybody else wants to take uh take part of it though, it's called the Final Exam Horror Trivia. It's actually put on by the director of a movie called uh We Are Still Here. We actually did it for the show a while awesome back. Awesome movie. I, by can, the way. I can never remember the guy's name. It's but, uh um, he,
2: it's um d- Is it Derek? N- no, maybe? not Derek. His last name, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. It's like Gigan. Ge
1: Geog- like <laughs> Yeah,
2: it's like <laughs> It it, it's 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 like G E O G H E G E N.
1: Let's see here. I'm I'm looking up his name right now. Uh, his name is yeah, Ted Geohagen. Oh, yeah, Geohagen. Is it? You
2: think it's you think it's Geohagen? I think it's Geohagen. You think that you think that G H is like a sound? Geohagen. Okay, I can buy that.
1: Or or maybe or maybe maybe there's even more on it. It's like Geochagen. Geochan. Geochagen. So you're hacking up a lung. Um, it you can pronounce it really easily if you have COVID, actually.
2: But but
1: it's but it's really fun. Um there's a cap, like three hundred people. So when you when you go, make sure you sign no, in. No, there's not. Well, no, no, not three hundred no, because there was 368 well, whatever, playing. Oh, whatever, well, whatever the cap it is. is, there is a cap though, so, and, and it fills up. So get there early to sign in. I think I did it like an hour and a half ahead of time just to make sure I had a spot.
2: But we will be on there for every Friday for the foreseeable future, as long as he keeps yeah. doing it, we'll be on there. So get yeah, on and get on and week. play. Get on and play trivia with us. Did you say how I you think... how you join?
1: Um, just look them up on on uh, look up. Uh, what is it called? Final Exam Horror Trivia on Twitter. And yeah. they usually have a link for it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is I think it was week seven. We just heard about it because of uh, a friend of mine, a um, guy named Jimmy that I know, um, who will he probably be on the show like, do, eventually. Have, uh, he really wants to talk about either Maniac Cop sequels or Basket Case sequels. So. Yeah, that's fine with me. And we man. haven't we haven't done either. So, um. But yeah, he told me about it, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So uh, good times.
2: Yeah, it was cool. It was it was a really good time. It takes about forty five minutes.
1: Yeah. Um. Is- also, plus, one more
2: thing: uh, horror trivia. Like, you can't find good horror yeah. trivia anywhere, and this Shit. was good. It was like there's a lot of deep cut stuff, but then there's also every once in a while there's a there's a softball, so schmucks like us can feel good about ourselves,
1: <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was cool. Speaking though. of speaking of things that make you feel good, uh, one more thing I want to mention before we uh, you know get into the show here Boys. is uh, quarant- quarantine um, has been. Uh, how do I put a fickle bitch? Um, however, however, there's been some good things that come out of it. You know, we've mentioned before how um, we're both music lovers. Um, we've gotten a lot of really good music content coming out with yeah, fans yeah, yeah, yeah. playing live shows. Like I, I'm a big fan of MXPX. Mike Herrera, <laughs> the singer, does a live thing every Friday. Dropkick Murphys just did basically a, a show. Where is that Fenway?
2: Dude, that Dropkick show at Fenway was awesome. It was literally just the band spread out on the on the diamond mm-hmm. and uh, they were all like 30 feet apart and they were playing to a completely empty Fenway but there were awesome. if, if but if you looked at the the number of people who were actually watching the live stream it was probably comparable to what Fenway's capacity is it was like 50 50,000 uh or 57,000 people i don't know what i don't know what Fenway's actual capacity is but yeah, like 57,000 people were actually watching it live on on, on Facebook. That's pretty fucking so, cool.
1: Yeah, it's cool. We're getting a lot of stuff like that. Bands like Goldfinger are doing these live live songs they're putting up or whatever. Those are really cool. Um, so we're getting a lot of really cool content that are born out of necessity. One thing that I've been watching a lot of, you know who Josh Gad is? Yeah. He's the dude that does the voice of... Yeah, it's Olaf. Uh, <laughs> Olaf, yeah. So he started a series. Do I know online. who
2: Josh Gad is? I you I have literally kids. I'm sorry. I listen to both. <laughs> I listen to both Frozen soundtracks today. Yes, I, yes, I know who Josh Gad is.
1: So Josh Gad does a web series now. He started during this COVID thing called Reunited Apart, where he basically reunites casts from some of your most beloved <clears> movies. And they get to the other for like either half an hour or an hour, and they just talk, and they recreate scenes from movies, and they just shoot the shit, and it's oh, fucking awesome. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. You know, we're a movie podcast, so I felt this was worth bringing up. They started with um, The Goonies was the very first one. They had all the cast from The Goonies come back, and like I said, recreate scenes, and they're all carrying on. You know, their question and answer stuff, it's awesome. They did uh, Back to the Future with uh, Christopher Lloyd and... Um, Michael J. Fox. And Michael J. Fox. I didn't watch the whole thing, so I'm sure there's more people that came in, too, uh, which was really awesome. They did Splash, which I thought was a weird thing. <laughs> oh, I, I, used to, I used to love Splash. Goldie I mean. Hawn, and yeah. It, no, not, a
2: full, no, not Goldie Hawn. It was... Um, it wasn't Goldie Hawn? Uh, Who was it? Shit, was it Bo Derek? I didn't actually... Who was it?
1: I didn't... Oh, it might have been Bo Derek. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I think it was Bo Derek. Um, yeah, Bo Derek, Goldie Hawn. They're interchangeable. Um, <laughs> Both a couple of days. But then today, though... But today, though, they did... Lord of the Rings. Oh, dude! They had every single character from main character from that first movie was on it. Every so, single one of them. So there was so, like a twenty-person so, live stream going. So, on.
2: so you were in attendance, is what you were saying?
1: I was. Yes. <laughs> um No, it, dude, it's so good though. It was like there was Sean. Oh,
2: Daryl Hannah, not Bo. Daryl Hannah. For fuck's sake!
1: Uh, but you had you had you had Elijah. You had uh, Sean Astin. You had. um Marian Pippin, I f- forgive me for forgetting their names. Um, uh, Sir Ian McKellen was there. Sean Bean was there. Liv Tyler was there. Uh, John Rice Davies was there. Uh, who else? Um, uh, uh, who plays Aragorn? Why can't I can't think of. Why can't I can't think of his name. Uh, Aragorn wasn't he, that? Uh, he plays. He plays the devil in the in the prophecy movie. Um, fuck Viggo Mortensen. Viggo uh, Mortensen. Had, yeah. Uh, 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 Smeagol. God, names are escaping me right Andy now. Circus. Uh, <laughs> Andy Circus, <laughs> Andy Circus was there. Like, like uh, Peter Jackson and the screenwriter were there. Like, it was literally everybody, and it was like, it was such a cool, feel-good thing. So I, I'm yeah, I'm that's really this cool. Out there. I highly recommend it. It's an hour long. Just put it on and watch it. It'll make you feel good if you're still being quarantined. So or you can it's you can fantastic. backlog.
2: You can backlog and watch these, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, they're all okay, uploaded. cool. Because
2: I'd love they're to. They're not live.
1: They're they're not put up <clears> on live. Oh, so they're, they're not okay. Are, no, they're shows that are released. All
2: right, yeah. I'm gonna check um, some of those out. Speaking of Reunited
1: I was gonna say it's called Reunited Apart. It's fantastic. I okay. highly recommend that everybody checks it out.
2: You uh you mentioned the Goonies and that made me think we had a we had a little uh trial run for backyard movies, quarantine movies. Oh,
1: we did. We did. <sighs> Cause let's be let's be completely honest here. Uh, we are still like for the most part social distancing and quarantining you know i've been a little bit less more lax with my family just to be around my family and stuff like that mike, and then,
2: mike mike and i have kept our makeout sessions to a max of 15 <laughs> minutes max max 15 minutes
1: max um, um that being that being said though i think uh I, you know we in, in michigan at least where we are um you know, given given yeah yes, our our stay at home order was uh, extended until the twelfth of this month. Um, you know, we have a unique, a, a little bit of a unique perspective, at least from medical, because your wife is uh, an essential worker, works in the hospital and whatnot. Right? Can I say that? Am I cool with saying that?
2: Fuck you, dude. We're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna hit. We're gonna have to hit that <laughs> with the B button. <laughs> um,
1: my point is, though, we have her perspective, though, on how things are going, and, and yeah. it really does seem like in our area. Um, you know the, the 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 curve was not only flattened but substantially flattened you know the these the quarantine worked it really really did at least in our area you know Detroit was one of the biggest uh heavy-headed areas heavy hitted hitted heavy hit era areas. Well, I mean
2: I mean for for reference like we've had what uh just over a hundred thousand deaths in the u.S total mm-hmm. and and Michigan has had like Fifty. We were fourth. Fifth.
1: We were the fourth highest death rate in. the We've country. had
2: fifty thousand some right. In wait, have death? we had?
1: Have how many we had deaths? How many deaths?
2: No, oh, sorry, sorry. We've had fifty thousand. We've, we've had fifty thousand cases. How many over five thousand? Over five thousand. Over five thousand deaths. Yeah. yeah, like
1: that's which is God. fourth, which is fourth in the country. Yeah, which is no, which is nothing to fucking laugh at. You well, know? No, dude. Um, and the thing is, whether I, mean, I whether don't know anybody people, who's laughing about you know, it, but well, well, you, you know what I mean? Like people, you know, people around here are storming the Capitol and rioting and all that stuff before everything going on this weekend. You know, and it's like, and is super shitty because the fact of the matter is, the quarantine worked. Yeah, you know, call Gretchen Whitmer what you want, disagree with her politics all you want, it worked. Um, so we, I feel I can, so I can much call more her, comfortable. I can call
2: her whatever I want. Again. can. Like right now? Yeah. <sighs> See, now I'm on the spot. I, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta think of something good. I'll just, that I'll just, ba- I'll just that- have a random outburst of, 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 of like some profanity. I'm just going to have a random outburst of some profanity later. Just tie that back to this moment. Oh, <laughs> <not> <laughs> and you'll done. know what I'm talking oh. about.
1: That that milfy babarino kept us home, but the thing is, she's 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 really not. She's okay, but yeah. Um, she, she, <laughs> the, the the fact of the matter is, though, is that everything that has been happening, though, it worked. Mm. You know, and and yeah, you know, people want to get their fucking nails done. Boo hoo. I'm sorry, but the it worked around here. That being right. said, being that the numbers are down though, and we have like a weird um, look at this, what Mike. Doing? I'm,
2: oh, a that's, that's I'm a monster. I'm a monster. I like that. No, oh, I'm, I'm a monster. My nails are have never been this long. <laughs>
1: um, you know, uh, say what you will, though, you know, it worked whatever. So we feel a, li- a little bit more comfortable about kind of being a little bit more relaxed. You know, I've been seeing you a little bit more closely proximity. At this yeah, we're point, still you know? we're still like I've, we're still keeping been, a distance, though. I've been in your house. <gasps>
2: oh, no. Um,
1: I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say this, though. I told you this last week. Uh, I'm I'm. I'm feeling comfortable enough to where by next week we can probably be good with maybe resuming our podcast, you know, in the same room. (laughs) I just bought Um, my
2: license for Reaper tonight. (laughs) 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 And then it's...
1: Well And you know. then
2: it's gonna go to waste.
1: <laughs> so that's that that's where we're at. We'll um we'll we'll see, you know, provided nothing changes in the next yeah. you know, week, well, weeks I, time. We're gonna uh, we'll see
2: after all, all the after all the protests in the Capitol a few yeah, weeks no ago shit. We're and, see then, and then and then after spiking af- in two weeks ago. And then after all the protests in, in Detroit uh just within the past couple of days. We might see a big spike in two weeks. Nobody knows, so we just yeah. gotta kind of wait and yeah. see what happens.
1: Yep. So, but we're um, you know, we're, we're we're being smart about it. We're being safe about it. You know, if it doesn't feel comfortable, and there's nobody been more paranoid about it than me, let's be honest.
2: <laughs> that is true. Maybe you and my sister, the two most paranoid two people uh, I know. Mm-hmm.
1: Listen, listen. I love your sister and all. Don't let me in with that bitch though. <laughs> 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 Listen, I had uh, two people in my outside extended circle actually pass away from it, so I was yeah. a little bit—I was a little oh, bit more yeah, cautious no- than your average person. Yeah, obviously, but it's um, nothing
2: to fucking joke around about. But I mean, w- even though we do, but that's—that's well, because
1: that's because you got to. You, if you, you don't to. bring
2: a little levity to the situation, then we're all gonna fucking go nuts. You know what I mean?
1: You—you—you you, got to laugh at life sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of laughing at life, James, let's. Get into corrections. Eh. Yeah, like... yeah, that works. Let's get into some corrections.
0: Stupid! You're so stupid!
1: All right, um, we were a little bit stupid last week, oh, and I'm boy. actually really. I, I feel only. I only have two things. I'm just assuming you didn't listen to the episode because you suck at your job, but that's true. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> um, I was on the spot about saying how much I liked. The Lost World Jurassic, you know, Jurassic Park last week. Yeah. And uh, I still I got one of the main parts of the movie wrong because I'm an idiot. Vince Vaughn's character was not on the island to catch dinosaurs for the government. Vince Vaughn went there with Dr. Malcolm because he was the equipment specialist. So oh. he was not a part of the government at all. Oh. So I'm an idiot. Uh, and then also I have figured out why I kept calling color out of space the color out of shape. Okay. I have figured it out. Okay. It's because it's the best fucking Foo Fighters record. The color and the shape. So oh. whenever I think of those things together, no. my brain instinctively goes to that title because I've lived with it for the last 20 years. Yeah. Almost 20 years. Probably 15 years. I don't know how long that... Correction for next week. But that's why I keep saying the color out of, space, or color, color out of shape is because of that <laughs> fucking record. Now, now I'm going to do it the opposite Yeah, you way.
2: finally it's, say it right <laughs> when you're trying to say it that wrong. That
1: makes... It makes sense, though, right? Like it's, yeah, it's the word yeah, association, yeah. so oh, so it's sure, yeah. making fun of me. It's because my I'm brain st- is trying I'm to work. I'm still going to make them. fun
2: of you because any <laughs> normal person's brain should still be able to discern between the two. Should, but you're you not a normal person. Should.
1: All right, James. Speaking of normal people, what what are we doing this week? That didn't make any fucking sense.
2: Sort of, it does, because because <laughs> you know what normal, pe- you know what good good old fashioned, good hearted normal people do. They fucking murder and eat each other, dude.
1: <laughs> I just had a real—I just had a better idea. A better idea for a name for this episode. What? What's eating you,
2: dude? I was gonna—you <laughs> suggested the whole rainforest cafe thing—and I was gonna say—I was gonna say, okay, he—he's—he already has his thing. He already has his thing that he wants to do. I was gonna say we should have named it "What's Eating This Guy." <sighs> or "What's Eating You." We should have done it.
1: I want to make—I want to make a fan movie that splices together. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust and what's eating Gilbert Grape, but still call it what's eating Gilbert Grape.
2: <laughs> that <laughs> would be great. That would be awesome. Who's, who's eating, eating Gilbert? Gil- Grape? <laughs> who's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> oh boy! I love it. I love it. Um, all right, anyway. so here we go. Here we go. This is a. Here we go. F- this is a fantastic find for this week. Uh, it you, also man. comes from a brewery that I know nothing about, and it's got the
1: greatest name though, right?
2: Yeah, this this comes from Lord Lord Hobo Brewing Company, Lord Hobo Brewing Company. Uh, this oh, is
1: God. This is black as night.
2: This is a dinner. <laughs> this is a dinner stout, and it's called Meat and Potatoes, <laughs> which uh, you know we're talking about cannibalism, so it's uh it's a pretty good find. Uh, let's see here meat and potatoes dinner what and the meat and potatoes dinner stout medium bodied American stout boasting classic flavors of roasted malt and dark chocolate with hints of dried fruit mmm proudly brewed by Lord hobo Brewing Company come see us at 5 Draper Street Woburn Massachusetts USA um. Yeah, that's is that, is that it? it. No, not, uh, let's that's see enough. if we have anything on the that's, can here. That's meat enough. potatoes. She's a seven point seven percenter. So, oh damn! You know, oh. Today's special: smooth, balanced, hearty New England style beer, crafted in New England. Let's connect, and you can find them on all social media at Lord Hobo Brewing. Okay. Uh, I've seen this I've, so I've seen
1: this beer at the store for a lot of to, for a long time. I've always wondered what I could use it for cuz it's such an interesting name. And uh I saw it when I was there. I was like, "Oh, finally. I get to use it. <laughs> let's get it."
2: Let's get into the old. And fun fact, we uh we used to call our tofu section of our our show the meat. Of we literally
1: the- did, we we literally called it that for one episode before Jay changed it. Was it so only the callback? Was it only the callback to episode like one? <laughs> was it really only one episode? I think so. Yeah. That's or whenever kind of, one that, or that two. That might be was a correction. The, it was in the top ten, at least I'll give it that. In the first but, ten that we started calling it that.
2: But because our former uh, architect and um, lover friend. and best former friend, friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he was a vegan and he was highly offended by calling. Highly offended by calling it the uh, the meat of the show, we decided to <laughs> call it the tofu, and that's uh, as we say another peek behind the curtain. That's why we call the tofu section of our show the tofu. I'm I'm that, I'm, I'm stalling sure seems... I'm I'm stalling because this is a really bad pour and I'm waiting for the head yeah. to go
1: away. <laughs> dude, dude, look how good mine was. Look at that.
2: Oh wow, dude, that's the best. That's the best I've ever seen you pour a beer. I know right? And I'm this extra... beer is
1: extra frothy. <laughs> yeah, this
2: this is not going away. I might have to do the old uh
1: while we're while we're waiting for your for your head to die down. Um can we just plug for a moment for no reason other than it's fucking delicious that a Boston cooler is the ultimate summer drink? Can we just for for a quick second say that?
2: I agree with you 1000%. <laughs> But we yes. also ha- but we also have to explain what that is because outside of Michigan, it's it's relatively unknown.
1: That's true because because which, which is, is a, not available which, outside which is of Michigan.
2: a travesty by the way because it is the most refreshing summer beverage. Um, That's true. So a Boston cooler it has nothing to do with the city of Boston. Um, no, it's a
1: Detroit thing, which is funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a there's there's dif- there's there's two different stories. It's either there was a, there was a neighborhood called um, what the hell is it called Boston Boston Gardens or something like that. I can't remember what it is. It's either that or uh, because I want to say the Saunders ice cream factory was or or the Saunders ice cream shop was on Boston Street or something like that. Okay. You'd think that oh, I would know my um, my history a little bit better, but anyway, so a Boston cooler is Verner's, which is uh,
1: a ginger ale soda. God's ginger soda.
2: It's it's basically God's elixir. It's like um, it's like what runs through the veins of Zeus, right?
1: It's true. If you if it's you feel the, sick, it's upset the, it's stomach, the, it's the drink divi- of Werner's. It's
2: the divine ambrosia of us Michiganders. Um, yeah. So Verner's is a very like very spicy peppery ginger ale. It's barrel aged and it has a bold taste, which is why it says right on the can it's barrel aged, bold it's, taste. It's it's also
1: a medicinal drug. Absolutely. Because if if, if you have an upset stomach, you drink a Verners. If you have indigestion, you drink a Verners. If you have a heartburn, drink a Vernus. If you have cancer, drink a Verners.
2: Yep. Flu, everything Vernors, everything's cured. Hangover. COVID. Hangover, COVID. it is yeah. COVID, try a Verners. I mean what what do you got to lose really? Um,
1: the Buzzkill Podcast are not real doctors. <laughs> yeah, but, it's two weeks in a row, I've had to do that. <laughs> but
2: but we're married to them. <laughs>
1: um, Wait, me too.
2: Yeah, you too. Just oh, by dang. default. Uh, we're, like the ultimate,
1: through, we're we're the ultimate drunk thruple.
2: The thruple. Uh, but a hangover. What?
1: Uh, what? What? Nothing.
2: Oh, you just, just drank it, I just, I just, you prick. <laughs> Don't tell me how it is. I
1: didn't even think about it.
2: <laughs> um, Mike just took a big old swig of the beer before we even uh decided I, we gonna do it. It was in my hand and it. I
1: was just it's what I do. I'm sorry.
2: Um uh yeah, but Werner's also the best hangover cure. If you're hungover, drink a Verner's, that that goes away immediately. Yeah, it does, um, it does. So a Boston, Boston cooler is Werner's mixed with vanilla ice cream, preferably mm. Saunders vanilla ice cream now, because that's you, the traditional do you blend way of doing.
1: it. Do you do you blend it or do you just drop the ice cream in and then stir it?
2: Uh, only there's only one way to make a Boston cooler.
1: That's not true. There, there, there are two different schools of thought. At least I'm sure one of them is the official. Mm, way, one them is, two. One main... of them is wrong. Well, how do you do it? You blend it. See, I've always done it where you drop the ice cream in like a root beer float, and then that's you just a float. Kind of stir it. That's a float. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's that's a that's of a Verner's
2: float. I'm getting so mad at you right now. <laughs> I knew it I'm when sorry. you sent me that I'm picture sorry. the other when John sent us the picture <laughs> the other day he he had gone to Dairy Maid and he got a large uh Boston cooler and then you sent us a picture of yours and there was obviously scoops of ice cream inside of it. I was like that motherfucker's drinking a Verners float and calling it a Boston cooler. I will kill I you then ne- I'm going to kill you the next time I see you.
1: I didn't I I will I will get my blender out next time.
2: That's not a Boston cooler. A Boston I'm cooler sorry. is blended for the record.
1: Then I will Don't say Don't listen this. to Mike. A Werner's float is equally as delicious. Oh, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Definitely
2: as delicious, but a Boston cooler is blended. All right, uh, anyway, of yeah, my head cheers. is gone, so let's let's try this <laughs> even though you already I, did.
1: I, I mean, I'll give you I'll give you some more head if you want it.
2: Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Wow. That's really good. Fur is for as dark as it Ooh. is, because I'm I'm holding it up to the lamp and there is no light coming through. It's no, it's, no, it's black it's, as it's night. It's literally opaque. Uh, it's not that heavy.
1: It, no, it's not. It's not as heavy as you would expect it to be. Um, it's definitely heavier than like a Guinness. Mm. Anybody I'm, I'm and I'm going to place it right now. Anybody that says Guinness is a heavy beer, fuck you. Guinness, Guinness is, is dirty Guinness is, water.
2: Guinness is chocolate flavored water. That's it's, all it is. Yes,
1: it is not heavy. At I like all. Guinness so, by fuck the way. You if you think. Oh, so do I. But like, I I hate. When people say that Guinness is a heavy beer. No, it's not. Yeah, no. Um, Do this tastes exactly like a documentary crew. I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can almost taste the animal cruelty.
1: <laughs> oh. Mm. Tonight, I will dine on turtle soup.
2: That's All right. good, um,
1: man. I like yeah, it. That's delicious. That's really, really good.
2: It's... Um... Uh, I'm not even going to okay. talk about the tasting notes or anything Because we're 40 minutes in And we should probably get to yeah, the no, bleed feed it,
1: it, James, it tastes
2: like meat and potatoes It tastes like meat that's and it. potatoes It tastes like a dinner that's stout so, Anyway, that's go. what we're drinking We're talking about Cannibal, Holocaust and uh, And the Green, the green inferno. inferno So that's what we're drinking That's what we're talking about Let's get into the bleed feed
1: Alright, James. Um, I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is that nobody died of COVID this week. Okay. It's a good ongoing trend that I, that I like to have. The bad yep. news is, somebody still died. Okay. Um, one death this week. Uh, rest in peace to Richard Hurd, who passed away at the age of 87 years old. Um, Richard Hurd was uh, an actor who was in uh, Jordan Peele's Get Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in Trancers. I've never seen the Trancers series, but I've always Transers. been curious. Because I love really crappy full moon movies, <laughs> so I've always I've always wanted to check that series out. I just never have. Um, in Get Out, though, he played one of the uh, the old white men who were you know taking part in the the uh, the buying of of young African American bodies in that movie. Uh-huh. If you yeah. if you remember correctly. He played one of the guys uh, in, in, uh, in that crowd. Uh, he died, uh, I said, at the age of 87 to cancer related causes. So I'm assuming, uh, obviously, he had cancer. So something happened and it, uh, you know, unfortunately, it took him. Right. So at 87 years old, though, that's a, I'll say it again, that's a full bag. It's a full, you know? full bag. I used to rip off Kevin Smith on big the whole big bucket of to win. win. So my thing, the Buzzkill thing, is a big bag. It's a big bag of win. Oh, dude yep.
2: you you are uh, you're selling sack the, of life. You're selling this
1: dude short. <laughs> this guy's been uh, like I oh he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Horror he's a, horror he, though. Like he was he's, he was also in some Tales from the Crypt episodes. Yeah, yeah. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Um. Okay. Let's see here. I'm actually very excited about this. Ryan Gosling. Ryan fucking Gosling, hottest man in the world. Is getting into the monster business right. uh, with Universal's upcoming Wolfman film. Uh, Gosling is set to star, as I'm assuming, as the Wolfman. It just says to star, but I mean, that's the biggest star of the movie. So, a Ryan Gosling Wolfman movie? Do me, doggy, baby. Like that's. That... <laughs> <laughs> Did I get a spit take? Did I get a spit take? No. it's close so one of the one of these days um anyway though i'm like i'm completely into it if i Uh, if i wasn't
2: already used to hearing you say that it might have been a spit take (laughs) (laughs)
1: um no i'm totally into it though he's set the star they're still looking for a director so this is still a little bit of a ways off but Mm -hmm. still a ryan gosling starting starring uh wolfman movie totally in that's awesome um This is really, really cool. Uh, Memorial Day weekend uh, this past weekend was uh, awesome for more than it just being Memorial Day. Um, The film called The Wretched is number one at the box office right now. Yeah. And that is 100% due in part to drive-in movie theaters. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is so fucking cool that... I mean, granted, it's number one with $600,000. To date, it was a three (laughs) hundred. It was only last weekend. I it pulled in like three hundred thousand. Yeah. Excuse me, but last weekend's Memorial Weekend uh, doubled its take. So they're so basically they were at like three hundred thousand before Memorial Weekend, and then they doubled their numbers on Memorial Weekend.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So they've brought in like a combined six hundred thousand dollars total, which is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Sure. But it's super cool that a drive-in movie is a drive-in horror movie is number, number one of the, the box office. office. Yeah, it's
2: so cool. Fuck yeah, mm. COVID.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, um, just, it's 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 one of those things that's coming out of this that is just kind of cool. You know, it's one of those things where because life is so fucked up right now, yeah, we're getting these weird things that would so these, not have happened otherwise. Yeah, these it's, weird it's little cool to
2: see. random treasures. Um Fun we fact, were we were actually going to go see this at yes, the drive-in. We were uh and then the Ford Wyoming drive-in was open for what one day one hour oh one hour and then promptly so, and then promptly shut down by from my understanding uh, the police.
1: they waited until they thought they could open they were there it was their first night back and in the first hour of the first movie the city came and shut them down because they were supposedly violating the order, which had which had been extended. The, the order, is, though, is the order had been extended other, that
2: same day, right?
1: Yeah. The thing is, though, is though there's tons of other driving theaters around the state that were still open with no problems. So they thought they could open just fine. It was the city that shut them down, not the state. Oh, really? So, yeah. So the whole thing's kind of fucked up, that and sucks, I'm super right. bummed because I was, was really looking. I was going to go by myself. If nobody else is gonna go, I was gonna go by myself. Oh no! I was so gonna I'm, go. I'm super, I'm super bummed that uh, we weren't able to do that. But hopefully, um, I can't imagine this movie is gonna be out of the driving theater about the time they reopen. So we'll have to have to postpone that for uh, a couple of weeks here.
2: Dude, that that's like we were talking earlier about how COVID has kind of changed live entertainment. With uh, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. You, your, your mic went uh, dead for a second there. We were oh, talking okay. earlier about how COVID has kind of changed um, live entertainment with bands playing, you know, live sets, live streaming sets and stuff like that. Sure. Wouldn't it be amazing if the drive-in theater made a resurgence, made a resurgence. because All of yeah. this?
1: Dude, hell yeah. Dude, how cool would that be? That'd be so, well, so awesome. I was talking on um, on Instagram. I posted a picture of this book that I just got called Game Over, and it's all about uh, video game adaptations. And um, you know, one of the things that I mentioned in my my Facebook post yeah. my my earliest my earliest memory of of a movie movie going experience was the drive in seeing Super Mario Brothers at the, the old Gratiot Drive in that used to be at Eleven Mile mm-hmm. and Gratiot here. That's that's my first memory of seeing a film on a screen. So like the drive-in to me, it kind of holds a place in my heart. I love the drive-in. Yeah. I don't go near as much as I would like to anymore because a, there's really only one around here anymore, unless you want to travel an hour or so. Right. Um. There's a new one at Canterbury apparently. Oh, there is. That's that's brand new. Like this is the first year it was going to be open. Yeah. <laughs> that being that being said, I have I have this undying love for the drive-in. I think yeah. it's, I love it. It's it's a viewing experience unlike anything else, and I love it. Um unless you go way too early to see Godzilla and then it's bounded up <laughs> by the setting <laughs> sun it's and ruined. then ruined Ruined. but um anyway let's see here uh is this beer making you super salvial say that word again salvial is that a real word Salival?
2: So, Salival?
1: Sali- is it bringing is a lot of saliva is it a saliva? word i mean i get I don't, what i you're don't think any of them. Is,
2: it making is making me is it making me salivate yes there, uh, there. i mean it's it is a di- me. i mean it's a dinner stout so
1: <laughs> it's making me crave those 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 people meals that we're going to get to later on. It okay, is very let's see it's here.
2: very flavorful. I can see yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so last week we spoke about the Zack Snyder <clears> cut <throat> of Justice Justice League that's yep. coming out, um, and it was uh, it was released. There's always been this rumor that apparently the character of Darkseid was in the Zack Snyder cut and it got completely removed for the theatrical cut that we got. Yeah. Um. They uh, Ray Porter who is an actor took Twitter this week and finally put the rumors to bed and said, my name is Ray Porter. I'm paraphrasing here. He goes, my name is Ray Porter. Bless you. Oh, God, sorry. (laughs) Spiked it. Oh, man, it was an unintentional spike. Oh, he spiked it. Um, he goes. My, name, I think he said something like, "My name's Ray Porter, and I played Darkseid in Justice League," No, oh, which is oh. really, really cool. Because that's I'm wild. excited to see this. I'm excited to see this new cut of the movie, and the fact that there's an entire character, uh, bad guy character, that they cut out of the movie. It's like that's a huge plot point. So I'm <laughs> super, super excited to see this new uh, Justice League movie.
2: If I were an actor, just as a total dick move, I would also come out and say. <laughs> <laughs> my my it would be like a i am spartacus moment <laughs> like i am james and i i played dark side <laughs> and then somebody else <laughs> <Ever>? pops up
1: <laughs> <It> just <laughs> keeps like, going and going
2: <laughs> and then all of a sudden rays sitting over there like what the fuck guys i actually played dark side
1: but you you didn't i can prove it i was there
2: we all um, we
1: we all played dark side yeah right um so anyway, I'm very excited to still check that out. I thought that was very cool. So if you're into you know superhero movies, that's that's some fun news. Um speaking of movies I'm that not. I like. Uh speaking of movies <laughs> that I like, uh The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is a great film. Original a or a remake film. Um I like the Daniel Craig one. I've never actually seen the original, what are they, Swedish films? I,
2: I've I've only seen the original. I've never I'm, Are they I'm Swedish, not, 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 not that I'm trying to be a snob about it. I, I just have never seen oh, the I've Daniel Craig. I've only seen the original trilogy. only seen the original. Is it
1: Swedish, though? Um, I thought it was Swedish. I could be very, very wrong on that. For some reason, that just comes to mind, regardless of which. Um, I, think, I really, I really enjoyed the be. Daniel Craig version. Uh, I have not seen the newest one, though.
2: If uh, I'm not missing one, if I'm not mis- what what was that one? The girl that kicked the hornets' nest or something like no, that. No, it's the girl. Or...
1: The girl that played with fire. I think I think that might be what it oh, was. Okay.
2: Um, but um, yeah, I I really liked the original one. Um, I I don't think I've watched the rest of the because it was the girl with the dragon tattoo was the next one. The girl that kicked the hornets' nest or some shit.
1: Yeah, and then it was the girl that played with fire. I believe. Yeah. Okay. So, I feel like this whole this whole news article is going to be a correction next week. Okay. That being said, that being said, um, they uh, Amazon is turning it into a series now. They're bringing it to the small screen, which is actually very very cool. Um, I'm not one necessarily for continuations of stories on TV because I feel like. Just to get one story arc, you're looking at 12 hours of your life, and I hate that. Yeah. Um. That being said, this is going to be brand new. It's going to be set in a brand new universe, putting uh, Salander in today's modern world with new stories and new characters. So it's not going to have anything to do with uh, the original movies or the original stories. Okay. Um. And And Salander is... She is such an interesting character that I'm completely okay with them doing an episodic series about her to really, dive, you know, deep dive into her character and anything going on around her. Mm-hmm. She's such an interesting character. I'm very very awesome. I'm super cool with it and I think it's awesome they're doing it. Um yeah, I'm I'm even if they even if they like even if it was like a, a shitty network police procedural type show with the character of Salander, right? I still yeah. think that would be awesome. Because she's so unique, you know what I'm saying, and put in a bunch of different situations. Obviously, if this is going to be an Amazon series, it's going to be one overarching story, you know, between 12 episodes. Sure. You know, give or or take. That's just just what it is. But even if they did something like an episodic, you know, every episode's a different story kind of thing, Uh I would still watch the shit out of that, because I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Anyway, though, sorry. Yeah, this this beer is affecting nice, me tonight. Nice pull away for a burp take there. <laughs> <laughs> it, was my, it was the it was the it was, it was the sneak pull out. Okay, um, <laughs> let's see here. Moving on. After months of hearing next to nothing on progress, Jason Blum uh, has commented on the state of the new Spawn adaptation. Something that we've been following quite much on. Quite much? That's, quite much. What the fuck am I even, we have, we even have talking quite, about?
2: Yes, we have quite, <laughs> quite much.
1: Quite much. Quite much. You, you heard it first here. <laughs> um, uh, he's, he commented on the state of the new Spawn adaptation, though, saying that not only is he, and the, these are my words, but he's like hell-bent on making the movie. He really wants to make this movie. Yeah. Um, but also, there's been a seismic event in regards to the film's development. Which is very, very exciting. Now yeah. we already know that a couple of months back we lost Jamie Foxx. Um that's not to say that he might not return if things the get the way you just better said that.
2: But The way that you just said that makes it sound like he died. We didn't lose Jamie Foxx. Oh no, no.
1: no. <laughs> Spawn, the movie,
2: Spawn. Lost Spawn the movie lost Jamie Fox. Spawn the movie lost
1: Jamie Foxx. Um, but apparently something seismic has happened. I don't know what that means. He did not elaborate on uh, it. Mean, um, it means it it's means, all good uh, news though.
2: It means like an
1: earthquake, like Oh you know, like it. There was an earthquake. There's an earthquake in spawn universe. Um no, but that's it's all good news though, if that's the case. You know, whether I know that Todd McFarlane has actually started to ease up on his demands. You know, he was hell bent for <laughs> he a while. A cock like, about it. Yeah, and I know that he's kind of uh stepped back from that a lot. So maybe this has something to do with that. They finally come to an agreement. Who knows? But um that's awesome. If you're following Spawn the way we are, you know. Yeah, I'm That's good. I'm, That's good news for the for this uh reboot. Yeah, Jeremy I'm, Renner apparently I'm, is still attached to it to play oh, cool. uh to play um the character of Stitch, I think. So cool.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm quite much excited about it.
1: Hey James. Yeah has there been have there been quite much Blu-rays coming out lately?
2: Just uh just two. <laughs> as far as I could tell. <laughs> All right. Three? You're showing me three. Continue. Okay.
1: Then again, one of them you might have already covered, so never mind.
2: Ha uh-huh. ha uh-huh. it's, possible. it's possible. All right. Arrow Video is bringing 2000s Pitch Black to 4K Ultra HD on August 17th in the UK and August 18th in the US and Canada. Uh, pitch Black, which was the first in the Riddick series, stars Vin Diesel as. Richard... I live for this shit. I live for this
1: shit. <laughs> Even Vin, that's from Trevor X, but still,
2: Vin Diesel as Richard B. Riddick. His name is Dick Riddick. Dick
0: is Riddick, Dick
1: Riddick. Isn't <laughs> Dick that's Riddick. <laughs> <thing>. It <laughs> sounds like a it's like a penis if it was a frog. Dick
2: Riddick <laughs> Riddick. It's like the old Budweiser, <laughs> <laughs> Budweiser commercials, except for kind of with uh, Vin Diesel. Um and Rada Mitchell as uh <laughs> as Fry and was directed by David Tui. Uh Sit it will my be getting face a and
1: telling me that you love me. <laughs> Sit in my face and tell me that you do. Sorry.
2: Lay Lay You Down. Um <laughs> it will be getting a brand new 4K restoration, theatrical and director's cuts, <clears throat> and plenty of special features to tickle your gooch to. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm so happy i wasn't <laughs> drinking when he <you> said that
2: <laughs> all right also arriving from arrow video on have, august have 8-
1: day real quick real quick have you ever heard that sit on my face song it's from monty python yeah sit on my face okay yeah yeah, yeah
2: um, great. <laughs> also because you used to sing it every single day when we lived together uh mm. Mm. <laughs>
1: You never did sit on my face. <laughs> no.
2: I did tell you that I loved you several times, though. All I right, people, pickle
1: I'll... your gooch, though.
2: <laughs> Coincidentally, the Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> <laughs> um, also arriving from Arrow Video on August 18th is Gamera, the complete collection on Blu-ray. Um, everything that I'm reading from here on out is uh, directly from the mutated horse's mouth. For the first time ever worldwide, all 12 tales of the adventures of everyone's favorite Titanic Terrapin are collected together in one deluxe Blu-ray box set. This limited edition collector set traces the decades-long evolution of Gamera from the friend of all children in his more, high, or in his more light-hearted earlier films to the guardian of the universe in the groundbreaking 1990s reboot series, often hailed as three of the best kaiju films Ever made? Oh, what is that? Gamma. I know, but what... Defender
1: of, Guardian of the Universe. That um, uh, that cover art is nice nope, though. Yeah, these 90s Gamma films are fucking fantastic. They're so good. Oh, they're... I um I I I almost feel embarrassed to say this. I've actually never seen any of the 90s Godzilla movies. At least I don't think that I have. Um, except for ninety eight, if they're well, except for ninety eight, you love, uh, if they're half as good, which actually Toho stopped making Godzilla movies for a long time around that time, and they got back into the Godzilla business because ninety eight sucks so bad. Yeah, um, well, you know, sucked to some people, <laughs> but the nineties Gamma movies are incredible. <clears throat> they're so good. Yeah, this is a must buy. Like if you're if you're a kaiju fan. This arrow thing is a must fucking buy.
2: A must fucking buy. Um,
1: or not? Not is it arrow that's putting it out? Yeah, or? arrow.
2: Yep, arrow. Yeah. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to have limit, limited, ed- uh, limited collectors edition packaging housed in large, limitless
1: collectors edition, limitless
2: housed in a large <laughs> format rigid box. Uh, uh, uh I hate those. <laughs> that's most of Mike's ex girlfriends. <laughs> l- large, large <laughs> format rigid boxes. Fully illustrated well, not, by Matt not, Frank.
1: In fairness, not large format.
2: <laughs> not large format, but uh, still still rigid box. Uh, all 12 uncut original Japanese versions of the films in high definition. Uh, 4K restorations of the critically acclaimed Hisei Trilogy, uh, which is Gamma the Guardian of the Universe, Gamma 2, Attack of Legion, and Gamma 3, Revenge of Iris, plus hours of new archive and bonus features, Uh, a hardback 120-page comic book, including a full-color reprint of the four-issue Gamma comic series originally released by Dark Horse Comics in 1996, Uh, plus an 80-page book, including a new retrospective on the series by Patrick Messias, Kaiju X-ray illustrations by Julian Yates, and much, 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 much more.
1: My guess is that they are designing this box set to fit right next to the Godzilla box set that came out from Criterion this yeah. past year, yeah. where it's basically a big book. Here's the problem I hate that set. I love the fact that it exists, don't get me wrong, but I hate that set because it doesn't fucking fit anywhere. There's it's no a place gi- for it. It's, yeah. a, it's a giant book. Like, literally, it's a giant book. It's about that thick. Mm-hmm. And it's like as big as like a children's hardcover book. It's huge. It's it does it's such not a, fit on any shelf but anywhere. It's, it's, but it's so annoying. A,
2: but it's such a cool thing to own, you know? <laughs> no, it
1: is. I get that, but like it's really difficult to display <clears throat> or store. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't fucking fit anywhere. Yeah. Um. That's my big problem. I like standard sized box sets. Like I love a good box set. You know that? Like Mike um, loves
2: a standard sized box. You know, it's like...
1: A good standard size box. Yes, just thank you. Just
2: a good standard size box.
1: I just like to crawl into it and just go to sleep for a <laughs> just, while and just, 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 cozy just up, nuzzle.
2: Cozy up with it. <laughs> All sometimes right. Sometimes I fall, sometimes uh, I fall th- asleep in it.
1: It's not popular, but it
2: happens. <laughs> That's it for blues, Michael.
1: <laughs> okay. After losing uh, Evil Dead director uh, Fede Alvarez on the project, TriStar Pictures has now landed on none other than sinister and Doctor Strange director Scott derrickson to take Sk- over what james Derrickson, huh? what james yeah a sequel to the labyrinth mm-hmm. yep. Don't. so uh, i yeah. here's the deal there are there are two different camps uh on this movie as far as i can tell there's the camp that says you cannot make a labyrinth movie without david bowie there's that camp right yeah and it's always and, and that's going to feel forced and whole deal i am not in that camp I think that you can 100% make a sequel to the labyrinth provided that you don't link the new story to the old story, right? You, you make a movie that is similar in tone that exists in the same universe, but is a completely separate story that has nothing to do with the goblin king,
2: right? You, you just, you just described every other, every other Henson film. That's so, so why even call it labyrinth?
1: Because, because it, because it can be a musical. Because it can it can still have that feeling of it. It can still the the Goblin King can be in like the mythology of the story. You know, I like maybe the Goblin King story took place, you know, decades ago, and and that 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 time period has since moved on, and there's somebody new taking the place or something like that. Like you uh, to try to recast nobody the will, Goblin King. Nobody would not will work.
2: ever replace Jareth.
1: The only there's only nobody. one person that could replace the Goblin King, and that is Lady Gaga.
2: No, what?
1: No, not even her. It could be good. It could be good, dude. <sighs> no. She's good. She's good. I don't think she's, she could. And she's she's flamboyant enough to where I kind of feel like she would be really good in a movie like that, though. But that's I'm the thing. That,
2: that's the thing is, I not I to pre- be the Goblin King, obviously.
1: I appreciate
2: like, I appreciate Lady Gaga, and I do appreciate her sort of weirdness. You know, like she's uh, she's very eccentric, but she overplays. Party. She overplays stuff. She no, tries. Kind of, she tries too hard to be like the thing about Bowie as that's, as that's the Goblin King her was. Thing though. Yeah, I know. But the thing about Bowie as the Goblin King was, he was so passe about it. You know what I mean? Like he was living in this weird world amongst these strange creatures, and he just couldn't give a fuck less about it. You know what I Let mean? Let me ask
1: you: Would you rather see a labyrinth uh, a labyrinth sequel with Lady Gaga starring as like the the villain or Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. I'm trying I'm trying to think of somebody that could be really good in that type of role and not only is Adam Lambert a phenomenal singer but I feel like he's he's theatric as well. You know what I'm I saying? I don't so like Adam Lambert.
2: I don't like Adam Lambert's voice. I'm
1: not saying I'm not saying that I do either. That doesn't that doesn't change the fact that he's a great singer though. We just don't prefer it. He is extremely talented. That being said, I would much rather see Lady Gaga. Version. He's
2: he's got the same thing going on that, uh, um, uh, the wickedly talented Adele dezim has going on. <laughs> Fucking what's now? I can't think of her real name. What's her real name? Adina Menzel. Adina Adam Menzel, yeah. Adam Lambert has the same thing uh, Adina Menzel, Menzel has going on. He has all chest voice, no head voice. So it's that really like. Like that, really squeezed out. Yeah, yeah, I don't like. You know what I'm talking about. You and oh, I've, yeah, oh, I've complained. I've complained about Adina Menzel so many times to you, but uh um, yeah,
1: she sucks. She sucks though. So let's do <laughs> um, her live. She can't hit a note.
2: And she, she actually, to her, to her credit, she actually admits that she's like, yeah, there's some times where I she just does. can't hit those notes. So, like, so she's pretty cool about it. But I saw um,
1: I saw Wicked live uh about a year and a half ago. And I can't tell you how happy I was to not see it with her. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the girl that played that character was fucking incredible. Bonkers. And and if it would have been Adina Menzel, I would have literally not only killed myself, but probably those around me.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's, hot take. That's hot hard. Take. <laughs> that's hardcore, dude. <laughs> um... I don't know, I just can't I can't think of anybody who could play it as cool as Bowie and still um and and, and the
1: whole I don't know, dude. I don't know. The singer of 3 inches of blood. 3 inches of blood. 3 inches there of blood. <laughs> <And> I'm a <laughs> labyrinth. <laughs> um, I don't know. Amazing. Don't anyway know. though, uh that's uh that's the news. I got nothing else. I just um, like like I'm I'm just like, excited that we're getting a dance, new labyrinth
2: story. Dance mag, Dance magic dance is so damn oh. iconic. You remind it's, me it's of the babe. Gr- what babe? Babe with the power. What power? All Ugh. the voodoo. Who do? You voodoo. do. Yeah, remind it's me so of the babe. Good. Like you can't fucking top that, dude. It's so good. Hot take. I saw hot my
1: take long as babe could cry. Could be. Hot take. What, what could I best? do? That is the <laughs> best You can't to top David it. Bowie song. What's that? Hot take. That's my that's the best David Bowie song.
2: F- will you stop saying hot take? I will I will walk 500 feet to your apartment I, and choke you.
1: I apologize. I apologize. Let me, Stop let me re- saying re- hot let, take. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Yeah. Hot take. <laughs> David, David Bowie's Dance Magic Dance is the best David Bowie song. I'm on my <laughs> and, way, motherfucker. And, and James is now leaving. He's taking off his clothes. What are you doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Put it back um, on. Put it back on. Whoa.
2: Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't put my now headphones he, back on. Now All right, he's so confused. Okay, um hot take. <laughs> here's here's my <laughs> here's here's my take. Uh every Bowie song is the best Bowie song. Um dude, No, Dance Magic. That is da- my that, that is my Dance favorite Magic, Bowie song. Dance Magic Dance is is, is such an amazing song. It's a song. national
1: it's a national treasure. It should be in a museum. But other museums for songs because it should be there.
2: But when it comes to, like, I have, I have very specific, I have very specific, like, if I'm walking down the street, there's, there's, two, there's two Bowie songs, and one is the best song in the world to walk to, and one is the best, and I'm not just talking about walking, I'm talking about strutting. One song is the best song to, um, to strut to, and one song is the best song to drive to. Because you change, because yep. you change lanes on the on the beat, um, and the the best song to strut to is uh, uh fuck now why is my brain suddenly going <laughs> turning into mush? Because you, damn it, what the fuck is it? I have it right I have, here. Hold on. I have
1: no idea what you're trying to say. Um,
2: I can't. Uh, uh, fame, fame is the best oh, song. Oh, fame
1: great. Yeah, fame's fame. Fame
2: is the hands down fame. the best. That's nope, not that. What that's. Isn't not, it? Right. That's Isn't not how I, am that I goes. Song? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. There's a. F-
2: well, it, it it you might be thinking of the right song It just doesn't sound like that.
1: No, let's. That's. It's possible that it's. There's a background singer that, that like says fame.
2: That song. That song, yeah. that song is the best song to strut to, hands down. Like, because you do, think you're
1: famous at that point.
2: <laughs> uh no, it's just it's the it's it's the beat. Um. Uh, 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 uh. That, that's, this is this I, is
1: great radio, James. This is fantastic radio. I I thought you
2: were singing. Um
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on, shall we? <laughs>
2: yeah, let's let's. That's fine.
1: These people have been annoyed long enough and we're already an hour and ten minutes into this. And We haven't even gotten to the tofu yet. Well, it's not
2: like we have any uh real issue like any any real stuff to talk about in the tofu
1: No, just people eating people.
2: Because you definitely haven't reminded me for the last five days that I have lots to say about this movie.
1: I do. I do. (laughs) Um, I will try to keep it contained, though. Um, All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about people eating people, but not in pornos. It's an important distinction to make because let's be honest. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) 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 We'll be right back. All right.
2: Throughout this, we will see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description.
1: Okay, James. Y'all. I uh, I got a, I have a question for you. Okay. This is a question uh, I've asked you before, but we've never talked about it. I don't believe on air, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about it on air here. Oh, have we? If you had the
2: I guarantee if, we've ta- I th- actually I'm pretty sure I know what you're gonna ask me, and I'm pretty sure we talked about it literally two weeks ago.
1: I don't think that you know what I'm gonna ask you.
2: If I had the opportunity to eat people,
1: that was not. What oh, I was okay, ask okay, you. okay. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask you if one time makes you gay. I mean, uh, this one time, let's be honest.
2: Uh, We're we're all curious, right? The (laughs) circumstances matter. The circumstances matter.
1: Of course, I was going to ask you uh, if you had the opportunity to eat human in a controlled environment, would you do it?
2: Yeah. Didn't we just talk about this when Jansen was on the show?
1: It's last week? No.
2: Uh, No. Yeah. I don't believe we did. I'm pretty sure we did.
1: I don't think we
2: did. And my answer is always as such. I'm I'm pretty much willing to try anything once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, I don't know. So yes, so it's, it's, so it's, one it's time one those...
1: does indeed make you gay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's the magic touch.
2: <laughs> it's one. It's one of those weird things where it's one of those weird things where. Um, Oh, we definitely talked about this because I said I said I don't I, I wouldn't want like I would want to make sure that whoever I ate was was very comfortable before they died like
1: so we did talk about this recently it wasn't last week like but they were to reiterate, they were though, receiving that we were, were talking they
2: were getting like regular massages you know what I mean so they were nice oh yeah yeah, yeah. so they were nicely marbled and being uh,
1: though that we are talking about eating people this week I just kind of felt like it was worth bringing back up that's all
2: yeah I it's it's such a realistically though all joking aside it's such a fucking weird proposition but (laughs) it's also like it's also like why like i don't in 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 my life i'm like like someday i'm gonna die you know sure and there's certain things there's certain things where it's like like you're laying there on your deathbed and you're like, oh man, I wish I would have tried people, right? <laughs> Is that am I one of those people? Like, am I one of those people? I don't know for sure. Am I gonna be laying on my deathbed going, Man, I really wish I would have eaten people. There's a
1: very there's a very easy way to not be one of those people though. Well how's just that just fucking eat human just just eat human.
2: Just eat you just, just get try it over it. with. Just
1: just try it. I can't I would I would I can't honestly if say if it was that. in if it was in a controlled environment like if there was some some way where like a restaurant could legally buy like amputated body parts from a hospital it yeah. sounds really gross but like <laughs> if there was a if there is a way to do it like legitimately and you know that you're getting good meat you know you're not getting anything diseased or anything like that you know what i'm saying um, and it was just like a little sampler platter, like you have like a cheese stick, you have a mozzarella stick, maybe maybe a slice of uh, like weird weird pizza or something, and then like human flesh, and just like, a little human calf. I, I'd, be,
0: <laughs> I'd be totally okay with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, I don't, I don't
2: know, like, yeah, if it was if it was in a if it was in a controlled situation, like, I I think the I think the reason that anybody says no to this question because I mean if you're a meat eater, you eat meat, right? the only reason that anybody says no to eating human flesh is because the methods by which you go about getting human flesh to consume are probably usually pretty uh nefar- awesome. nefarious nefarious <laughs> methods, you know what i mean?
1: <laughs> I mean, i mean i mean we're it could so, be a definitional dispute here, but so, yes, so I agree.
2: under the right circumstances, yeah, I'd probably try it.
1: I would do. I'd feel I'm
2: curious. I'm I'd, curious enough to try it. I don't I know though. Like I, it's one of those things where, like, even just thinking realistically about it right now, I think it would fuck me up a little bit.
1: Listen, when when somebody dies at a a crime scene and the body is perfectly intact, and they rush organs to a hospital in order to. Transplant into somebody else, right? Yeah. There's a lot of fucking meat that goes it's to waste. There's a lot of good I'm meat. Just, I'm, just saying, I'm all I'm saying is that there are struggling businesses that would kill for fresh meat.
2: Why don't like why isn't that a, why don't we have that option? You know, like you have the option, you can be buried, you can be cremated, you can be put in one of those fucking tree pods so you become a tree. You or can, you
1: can go to the roadkill cafe.
2: You can go to the you can go to the the old roadkill cafe.
1: Which you, I've eaten you, that, by the you, way. You kill I've it, eaten
2: that. You kill it, we grill it. Um like why can't I have the option? <laughs> you just
1: you just bring in a corpse. I killed it.
2: Here. <laughs> like why can't why can't I have the option? It's my body, right?
1: Right? It's I my agree. body. So 100%. why can't
2: I have why can't I have the option to say, hey, I don't want my body to go to science. Uh give give my organs to anybody who needs them. Go ahead, take my organs. The rest of it though? Cheeseburgers. Find somebody who wants to eat it <laughs> and let them eat it.
1: Well, you know who agreed with you? A guy named Riguero Diodato. Yeah. He completely agreed with you. He sure did. Uh the first movie, the first movie that we are talking about tonight is The Infamous. Uh, and, and I cannot use the word infamous harsh, you know, enough. Cannibal Holocaust from 1977. Uh-huh. I have been this is one of those movies that when we started this show damn near four years ago, this is one of those movies that I had wanted to talk about. And it's taken us this long to get here, but here we are. Here we are. Um, I...
2: And there we go. Let's move on to The Green Inferno.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is a very divided movie for obvious and very understandable reasons. Um, I can only give you my perception of this movie uh, same way is that you can only give your perception of the movie that being said um i love this movie uh the first time that i saw it i remember being scarred by it like i remember like first seeing it because it was, you know, you know about, this is one of those movies where you don't watch it kind of unless you know about it, right? Especially in this day and age. Like, you don't stumble upon this movie. Right. You're you're watching it because you know what you're getting, at, or at least you think you know what you're getting into. Right, because
2: this, this movie's never going to be airing somewhere. Like, it's never going to be on, it's never going to just randomly be on somewhere yeah, for you to stumble across. Places like, like, like you're going to...
1: Like, Netflix, Amazon, you know, Shudder, they wouldn't show it. Well no, no 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 I just I mean
2: I mean when we were younger I mean when we were younger like when we, when we first saw this movie like you weren't just going to stumble upon this movie on on Showtime A- or it wasn't
1: the ABC movie of the night
2: yeah or even or yep. even like Showtime or Cinemax or what the hell was the other one No the mo no what the hell was the other one there was another Showtime one. HBO uh no, there was another one that was it might have just been a bad axe thing. I have no idea. But anyway, <laughs> you weren't gonna just stumble across like if you like when we were younger, if you were gonna watch this movie, you were specifically seeking this movie out.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um kind of like some it, it it has that uh it has that reputation that immediately when you hear that title, it invokes a certain feeling to to, to most people that are aware of it. You yeah. Know? Um Here's the thing, though. When I first saw it, though, it did. I was taken aback by the, the, the animal cruelty and the the visuals and everything that happened with it. I was completely taken aback by it. And I remember actually at one point saying, that's not a movie that I ever feel like I never need to see again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, rem- I I specifically remember saying that. You know, and over the years, I've, I've seen it now when we watched it. We, we watched it twice this week. Both of us watched did, it yeah. twice this week. Because not only did we watch it for the show, but we, by some weird serendipity, Joe Bob Briggs in The Last Drive-In was showing it this week, too, which mm-hmm. is why we pushed back our recording from Friday to Saturday and then Saturday to Sunday. But Friday night, though, we go, well, let's watch the Joe Bob version of Cannibal Holocaust instead of recording, because it seems like a thing we should do, right? Yeah. And um, so we watched it twice this week, and it's, I've probably seen it close to two dozen times at this point. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen it a lot and, you know, it's one of those movies where the more I watch it, the more I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that there's not things in it that I disagree with. But sure. I'm so, to a, to a certain point, desensitized to it because I've seen it so many times at this point. Yeah. I... I don't have the outrage that most people have at certain things that happen in the movie, yeah, and I can look at it for what it is. and what it is is a phenomenal film well, and I'm'll I'll always you might you might disagree with me. I will go out and say that I think that this movie is one of the more important movies that has ever been made, and it wasn't made for those reasons. It's what happened it's what has happened to it though, over the years, you know.
2: I think that Mom. I think that if so, if you're talking more so on the surface, I disagree with you as far as it being like a a super phenomenal important movie on the surface. Uh, when it comes down to when it comes down to the themes of the movie, though, and especially the world we're living in right now, and the uh-huh. the common threads. That you could kind of find between what happens in this movie and what's what currently happens to us on a daily basis, as far as like, I'm 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 sure you know what I'm getting at, but I'm kind of I'm kind of tying it into uh, like media's manipulation of narrative and uh, and, and and like con- contriving situations to basically frame things in a way that they like they want the public to see them in a certain like I think it's important in that way like you basically follow this film crew where once you're seeing their raw footage you realize that they're they're every 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 single thing that looks like they're picking up like these amazing uh, images of of this uh, this like little known tribe out in the middle of nowhere and the the strange things that they do that like would just turn turn Americans on their head because they've never seen stuff like this. A lot of it is contrived by the film crew because they know what people want to see or they think they know what people want to see. So they're literally. Well, you
1: were you were telling me that there are uh, Disney documentaries about lemmings. To where the uh, the filming of those documentaries, they were literally forcing the lemmings to, like, cliff edges to see what they would do. And they ended up killing <coughs> tons of animals well, for the sake of getting filmed for a documentary. Well, because
2: there is there is some truth in the idea that lemmings will sometimes follow each other, like, in, into into a perilous situation or even, like, jump off cliffs and stuff like that. But if you go back and you watch the old '70s Disney uh, document, like uh, nature documentaries, there's footage of thousands of lemon lemmings all jumping off a cliff at the same time, and that's not the way it is in real life. Those lemmings were actually being herded off the cliff by the film crew so that they could get a good shot.
1: And that and that right there is pretty much what the movie cannibal holocaust is all about exactly um to, to give you a synopsis here uh during a rescue mission into the amazon rainforest a professor stumbles across lost film shot by a missing documentary crew um, you have Robert Kerman who plays professor Harold Monroe uh Robert Kerman is a porn star <laughs> yeah no better way no no better way of saying no, no it guy's porn star uh this was the movie where he really tried his hand at serious acting and if I'm being completely honest with you he's great
2: D- well hold on he's I good. Think, I think he's you're really good I think you're selling him short a little bit he actually was a classically trained actor
1: who, yeah you're who, right.
2: yes who, he was who, who kind of fell into the to the porn business. At first what, at he first taking,
1: landed landed on her dick. He <laughs> <laughs> just fell into porn. Um or who, hit, uh, I said her I said her dick, his dick. Who his, is what I meant.
2: <laughs> his her, it's you know, it's, <laughs> it's 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 the it's the 21st century baby. It's the 21st you know? century, who knows. Um <laughs> he he kind of uh yeah, like at first he was taking small roles that didn't involve sex. And then he started banging on camera, and I th- I didn't even know, but you you told me he ended up being the
1: small root small roles to huge cocks,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. Uh, <laughs> he ended up being the he was the lead in one of the most famous pornos of all time, Debbie Debbie Does Dallas. Not the lead, yep. he was like the 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 co. Obviously, Debbie was, well, the, Debbie lead was the lead because she was yeah, the one who was doing Dallas.
1: Debbie Debbie, Debbie did Robert though, yeah.
2: She sure, dead,
1: she, <laughs> <laughs> she sure did. That you did, Robert. She sure did. You also have, let's see here, you have uh, Francesca uh, Ciardi. Francesca, Cl-
2: Francesca Ciardi.
1: Ciardi. 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 Uh, she plays Faye. Faye is probably the... Um, so I think that it bodes well to... Not bodes well, but it, it, it it's relevant to break this apart. Robert Kerman... Uh, his character, uh, Professor, the Professor,
2: Professor Harold he, Monroe.
1: He goes with a guy named uh, Chaco, who uh, he's the guide, right? So yeah. the movie starts. The movie starts with the professor uh, teaming up with a guide into the Amazon, and they're basically going to search for this lost film crew that disappeared in the Amazon. yep so the first the first half of the movie is all about the professor and him and his and uh, his guide and there's one other dude uh, going through the forest trying to find this lost tribe that this film crew went in to try to film. Um, the second half of the movie, however though, is when the professor finds their lost footage. And the second half of the film is basically the very first found footage movie of all time, which is another reason why this movie is extremely important in the, you know, in the in the annals of film history. You know, it's a first of its kind with, uh-huh. the, with the whole found footage thing, which you know, me and you being very big found footage fans, this is is important. Yeah. It's an important film for, for for things that we love. The second half of the movie is that. That groups that disappeared. It's it's their footage. It's it's their story. So, this movie's weird because you have two completely different stories. First half of the movie, second half of the movie. Yet, they mesh together so incredibly well because of how they crafted the story that it works. They, it's it's like you have a part A and a part B, but neither one of them feel out of place. Yeah. You know, it's it. D- was a was. I'll say Deidara was a great filmmaker. Dude knew what he was doing. You know his his methods are questionable, obviously, <laughs> but like they apparently, you know, from all intents, you know, for all uh, watch listen to the commentary for this movie because I own this movie on like a three disc, like special edition, so it's tons of you know extra content that you can learn about the movie, and for all intents and purposes, Deidara was a fucking dick on set. The guy was a tyrant. Yeah. Um. He was not easy to work with. He was like, if he he was making shit up on the spot. Like when he wanted something, he wanted you know. So a lot of the stuff that happened during this movie were not things that the actors or actresses were a fan of. Mm-hmm. But it was Daddo's movie, and they were in the middle of the fucking Amazon rainforest. What are they gonna do? You know. Right. Um. You know. F- uh. Faye. Um, Faye Daniels. Yeah. Francesca. You know. She. From the commentary that I watched, she was not a fan of any of the nudity that she did in the movie. Yet, Deodato just fucking forced it upon them, basically. Yeah. You know? Like, the, the rape scene at the very end of the movie where she's getting her clothes ripped off of her and all that by the by the tribal people. Yeah. She was not... From my understanding, she was not happy about that. Yet, she was kind of forced into doing it. like, And that's what it was. Yeah, the that's... best thing that can be said about this movie, considering all of its shortcomings and and what is included in it is that, and I think Joe Bob said this best, um, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here from my own memory, but this movie is important that it exists and it was so outrageous that future films could never repeat it. I'm, I'm paraphrasing yeah. it, but that's essentially what he was saying, and it's completely true. This movie exists kind of on its own island in terms of what they got away with that's in it and everything else. Um, and you'll never see the, you'll never see a movie made like this ever again. It it just just won't happen. Um, you know, because of the animal cruelty, because of all the other stuff and we'll get into the animal cruelty. I know that we both have thoughts about that aspect of the movie, but you know, this, this film exists and it has a place in film history. Um, and it should never be repeated. Let's be honest. It should be studied for what it is. No, and that's a, it.
2: as it is, it should never be repeated. Yeah, as it <laughs> is, no way. Especially and and aside from like the animal cruelty and stuff like that. Um, uh, Joe Bob brought something up that I, it was something I never knew about, but the like the very famous shot of the 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 girl who um, has been impaled With on the, the stake. Yeah uh she so she's and everybody i everybody especially in the horror community has seen this image and i I'd, I'd venture oh, I mean, i'd venture to guess that most most people, most people, people seen this, yeah. have seen well maybe not most but a lot of people have those. seen this image i don't
1: think my mo- i don't think my mother has it's, ever seen it's
2: this it's that <laughs> it's it's the it's the iconic image of this this woman who has like a a stake driven basically through her it's-
1: Threw her ass out her mouth. She's threw been her ass out her roasted mouth. by a pole.
2: What I never knew, though, was that that was a 14-year-old actress. And not even yeah, an actress. So she was... She was, a, she
1: was. Well, she was indigenous people, an indigenous person, but like, no, I No, she wasn't yeah, an indigenous.
2: Weird. Wasn't she one of the ones that they got from the brothel?
1: Oh, was she? I, I don't know. I think so. I don't know if they actually said that or not cuz I, I I can't believe there'd be a 14-year-old working at a brothel to me that seems like somebody from the indigenous people. Um that being said there were a lot of girls hired from a brothel near in a nearby um a nearby town. I mean I they don't they hired to do a lot of the stuff.
2: I, in in the in the 7 in the 70s in in in, s, in, in South America I I yeah. don't I don't like the idea. Who knows? The idea of a a 14-year-old brothel worker, I I, I don't know for sure, but that might not be completely out of the realm of possibility. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: who knows? If that's the case, then fucking gross. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, at the very least, I can say that if it's an indigenous person, you know, nudity is not the way nudity to them is not what it is to us. So that you know, it wouldn't have been a big deal for it's, them.
2: It's not just it's not just that scene. The previous scene, all three of the yeah, guys there's... in the crew raped her pretty brutally.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, I it's the same, girl. Way, right? it's yeah, the same it's, girl. It's the same girl. It's yeah, it's fucking weird. So it's it's um, pretty it's pretty fucked that up scene though. It's funny that that particular scene has always been like a sore spot with most people. And, and it was with me, too, until I realized one thing that makes me laugh every time I see that scene. Every oh. time I see that scene. The, here's the thing. It makes me laugh because this was this was a movie where, uh, uh, you know, Deodato was brought up on charges for murder when this movie came out. Yeah, um, this is well documented. Like people legitimately thought that the people in the movie died. Because let's be honest, this movie, like the effects of the in this special movie effects are, fantastic. are second to none. Yeah. Even in today's day and age, you don't get as realistic looking shit as you get in this movie. This it's movie, crazy.
2: This movie was good. This movie was Blair Witch before Blair Witch was oh, Blair yeah. Witch. Because 100 percent. And it's pretty incredible to think about, too, because in 1999, is it 1999 when Blair Witch came out? In 1999, when Blair Witch came out, that whole like um, the whole uh, like the the fake the fake ads that they were putting out on the internet and stuff like that, basically getting everybody to uh, be completely convinced that these were real people who went out in the woods and went missing and stuff like that. DiCaprio managed to do that with this movie without the help of uh, the internet. As a tool, oh, you yeah. know what I mean. Oh yeah, he managed. Oh, he managed to get the entire world to think that he actually took killed people. These these uh, four people, four pe- yeah, four people out into the the jungle and let n- natives in the jungle murder them. That's yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's, that's up. pretty amazing. And he really com- and he really committed <laughs> to it too with by having them sign that one year agreement that they wouldn't come out into the public eye for an entire year so that people would actually believe that they had gone out into yeah, the jungle and been they actually murdered.
1: Signed, they actually signed contracts that said, you need to be out of the, the spotlight for a year after this movie's released. Because they wanted people to believe that it was real. <laughs> it's a re- and the only reason that they came forward is because Diadato got literally arrested for it. And they had to go, the, the actors had to go into court and literally say, we're alive. Yeah. This is all this was all fake. Like that's crazy to me. That something got to that point is absolutely oh my god, the hiccups are real with this fucking beer. <laughs> um, it's crazy to me that people actually got to the point where they thought this movie was real. Yeah. And I can't blame them back in the 70s. Nobody had ever seen anything like this, you know. So it's like it's not unreasonable to believe that people would think this is real. Yeah, you watch it nowadays in 2020 and it still holds up as looking legitimately legitimate yeah. in a lot of the scenes. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Um yeah, I don't know, man. Like I I I do I love this movie not because it's not because I'm a gross person or not because I love, you know, crazy hard shit. It has nothing to do with it. I love it because of what it is. It's a movie that it's first off it's singular there's no other movie that exists like this movie mm-hmm. you know even other cannibal movies or whatever you know like nothing there there nothing is cannibal holocaust it just doesn't exist yeah um i love that the the filmmaking the actual filmmaking is brilliant in this movie you know the fact that they 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 shot the first part of the movie in 35 millimeter. And then they shot the found footage part of it legitimately in 16, in 16 million. Yeah. So there's there's an actual difference in feel of the entire second half of the movie because it's found footage. Uh-huh. That's brilliant. I've never even heard of another, even since then, I've never heard of another movie doing that. Yeah. You know, even in the found footage genre that we love. Um, I love the fact that there's it's it's real natives it's real, it's real everything. It's, it's, it's like, I don't know, man. It's it's just, I can't, I can't actually explain to you why I love this movie. It's just a feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, given all the other crazy shit that happens that I'm not a fan of, like the animal killings and all that, which again, we'll get to, you know, everything outside of that though, this is a brilliantly made movie, Mm -hmm. absolutely brilliantly made movie. Um, the, the score this movie has probably my favorite score of almost any movie ever um I've been mean to actually buy it on vinyl and I and I just haven't but the the theme the cannibal Holocaust theme that plays at the beginning it's, and the end of the movie it's so happy is so striking yeah yeah because it is you you start this movie and you hear this da na 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 da na na na, na. It, it's it it sounds like the theme to like a 70s super happy tv show or something like uh-huh. it's like it has this feeling of nothing's wrong everything's great this yeah. is really good and to to juxtapose that against the movie that you get mm-hmm. is so insanely crazy to me, but it works yeah. so well. And they even play that theme over the very end when the people are getting eaten. So it starts with this like this happy go-lucky song over this beautiful lush rainforest, and everything's great, right? Yeah. But then they bring that theme back at the end of the movie when people are getting hacked to death and being eaten yet the same happy go lucky music is being played over it. It's fucking genius. Uh It is, it, it works so well. And it's, it's one of my favorite themes to any movie ever. Like, honestly, God, I would put it against, you know, fucking someone like, uh, I don't know who Batman, who did Batman? Fuck. I, He's John Williams. I would literally put that against a John Williams score in terms of uh, in terms of effectiveness in a movie.
2: Uh which, it just it just it just works, man. Which Batman are you talking about?
1: Isn't, Batman two was it was it not John Williams and Danny, uh, no, no. Danny, Elf, oh, Danny Elfman do uh no. nope. Danny Danny Elfman did <laughs>
2: Danny Elfman did the uh the Burton Batman.
1: He did, so it's probably the same for Batman 2 then. My point is though, my point is um, you know what it is i'm looking at my jurassic park soundtrack and i know that john williams oh, did that yeah that's what i'm thinking of but even even regardless though i think that this score stands up to the best of them in terms of effectiveness in the movie cuz there's 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 no other score that makes you feel a certain way than this one like you hear it and it's like you instantly know <coughs> and it's not even that this is kind of a it's not
2: even that really happy theme either that thing that i was imitating earlier the uh
1: yeah, yeah.
2: that like that comes in in the weirdest spots in the movie, and uh-huh. there's and it's it's not even like it's not even scary or ominous sounding, but there's something really striking about it when it does pop-'cause it it always pops up during the most brutal parts of the movie it's always when somebody is like be, like somebody's being raped or somebody is is sl- like uh somebody's cutting the head off of a turtle or somebody's having or somebody's or somebody's having their dick cut off like it, it it it's always the during the shocking parts of the the movie and it's, it's not even that it's not even that menacing of a of a score but you there's you could some... say
1: though that it's almost you could say that it's almost that this movie's version of the psycho wah, wah, wah. Like it's sort it's of that, oh yeah it's, absolutely it's that for this movie
2: definitely because that that little that <laughs> boom boom that literally happens as soon like in a scene where like a knife will drop onto somebody like that's exactly when that thing comes in
0: <laughs> yeah
2: it's 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 so bizarre and like you said it's very recognizable too like I would never be able to hear that and think that it was anything other than this movie. Yes, and it would, it's, and my mind would also. It's very singular. Yeah, my mind would also automatically flash back to those particular scenes too.
1: Yep. Um, I another thing about this move that I love is that the editing of it. It legitimately makes you feel like you're in the jungle with them. Mm. You know, and a lot of movies like to do a lot of like big wide shots and everything else. Where this movie, it's not only does it stay very like sync like a singular shot of like what you're seeing from that character, mm-hmm. but like even the shots of like the animals, the monkeys running around, or the or the, the snakes or whatever. You know, what I'm like all the shots of the actual jungle. They edit them into the movie in a way that makes you seriously feel like you're in the jungle with them. Yeah. So there's this, this there's this, this encapsulating feel that this movie gives you based on the editing and based on the sound and everything else. Right. That I think is, is that I think is amazing, and this is one of the reasons why I say that I love this movie. It's yes, it is one of the most controversial movies ever made because of things that existed, but it was made by people that were extremely good at what they did. Right you know whether 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 or not they ever got the accolades for it or not they were really good at what they did because this movie it transports you to the jungle <laughs> like you feel you're in like you're in the jungle when you're watching this movie and it's incredible um i think that uh the the fact i don't know man i don't even know where to go with this like it's it's crazy <laughs> We, we haven't even gone through the movie. A lot of people probably haven't seen this movie. So to to basically make you aware of it, there's a, a group of kids that go, or a group of, of young adults that go out into the Amazon rainforest to make a documentary about this tribe that has never been seen by people, right? they are supposedly cannibals and the whole deal. Yep. Um, they go missing. So this professor... Goes down to Brazil, hooks up with a uh, with a tracker, basically from the area, and they go in search of those kids. Mm-hmm. The first half of the movie is the professor and his people trying to track down those kids. They meet the cannibal tribe. They meet you know uh, a bunch of other people on the way. It's a very brutal. Um, it's a very brutal trek into the rainforest. Uh-huh. And then the, and then halfway through the movie, it cuts back to the professor finishing his mission and he brings all these film canisters from the original crew that went missing back to New York. And the second half of the movie is basically the found footage film of that crew, which is what we're talking about how this is basically the very first found footage movie that's ever been made. Yeah. And the way that they, the way that they put everything together is like we've already said is absolutely genius. And it's, 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 it's such a good movie. If you can get past the super distressing things that they put in the movie, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with it. You know, I I feel like, and for good reason, like a lot of people aren't able to watch this movie because of that, and I don't blame them. It's extremely hard to watch. You know, yeah. I, like I like I said earlier, I've seen this movie so many times that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a bit desensitized to it. You know, I also watch. You know when, when we're you know let's 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 talk about the real animal killings because that's a big part of this movie. Yeah. You know, I I have a weird take on it. I do not condone the killing of an animal for entertainment purposes whatsoever. Yeah. Like that should never be a thing. If you're making a movie, you should never kill an animal just to make your movie better. Yeah. Um. That being said, every animal apparently, I mean, except for the spider, I'm sure they didn't eat the spider, but like most of the animals that they killed were then used for food for the tribes that they were working with on the movie right you know so they were they, the the animals were were not killed in a way that was wasteful they were they were killed in the same fashion they would have been killed by the locals you know the 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 turtle i think to most people is the worst part of the entire movie and i can completely understand why yeah they 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 grab this Big, giant turtle from the river. They hack its head off. They hack off its limbs. It's squirming like crazy. They're hacking that off. They hack through the shell. And then all of its guts, they completely disembowel a live turtle on film for the sake of entertainment, right? Right, right. The thing is, though, and 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 I feel like a lot of people, and I'm not making excuses for the fact they did it. They never should have done this. But... If that tribe were to hunt and kill a turtle, they, it would have happened in the exact same way. The thing is, with the turtle, they had one swift blow to cut off its head and decapitate it. Oh, yeah. And that killed the turtle right there and then. That was dead instantly. So. That was that was people might not want to hear this, but that is like that was probably the most legitimately humane way to kill that turtle. When you're seeing its legs flapping around and everything else, it's nerve responses. Right. The turtle's not alive anymore. There's right. no, it's not feeling anything. There's nothing like that. It's not suffering. It's literally just nerve responses. Right. But it is extremely distressing to see on film. Sure. It just is. It's extremely depressing to see. The muskrat is the one that I had the most problem with, even though yes, James, you're right, they do slit its throat. It suffers though a lot. It's, it's screaming a, it's a, a lot. It's like well, it's, even
2: even Joe Bob said it's a it's it's a it's not a clean kill. No, like, it's not. Like with the with the turtle, that was a. It, and and this is all. Keep in mind, everything we're saying is is we're saying this through the lens of two people who you know we don't we don't personally have any objection to the we have objection to the slaughter of animal on film for entertainment but we don't have any personal objection to the slaughter of film for food, for food uh, and, no. and 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 the humane you know dispatchment of animals for food and stuff like that so that being said the turtle, that was pretty much the most humane way that you could kill a turtle. It was one it was one blow to the neck, it cut its head off, it was dead instantly. In one strike, too. The muskrat, he like
1: that one that one sucks The muskrat he the muskrat severe.
2: he stabs into its neck and then pulls yeah. outward toward the jugular to slice its jugular on both sides like that's not a that's not problem, a that's not a humane or a fast way for an animal to it's die. It's not
1: an, yeah, it's not an instant death no. by any means. No. And that to be honest with you, the muskrat is the one that I have the biggest I have the hardest time watching. Yeah. Excuse me. The turtle is way more graphic because you see the entire disembodiment of it. Right. Um, that being said, that would be how they did it for food. Right. In all fairness, it is. Right. And I'm not getting and I'm not giving the movie a pass for doing what it did. It's just simply, you know. There's a show on Netflix that I, that I really super enjoyed called Meat Eater. Mm-hmm. And this is a show where it's a guy that goes out. He's, ex, he's one of the reasons that I like it so much. Yes. It's a hunting show. Mm-hmm. So yes, they kill animals in it. The re, one of the reasons that I like it a lot though, is because the, the host of the show that does the hunting, you know, he's extreme, extreme, God, the hiccups today are crazy. <laughs> He, um when he's out doing his hunting, he does it in the most respectful way possible. Yeah. That being said, the show is predicated on the fact that they kill an animal, right? And they they go up to it, they show it, they show it, they show it gutting it, you know, the whole deal. Like maybe not some of the bad parts they don't show, but they do show the the, the dismembering of it and the skinning of it, and right. you know, the harvesting of 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 meat for food, right? You know, so it's like. I I watch stuff like that, you know, even growing up, just watching the fucking hunting shows on PBS or whatever your local station is. I'm sure they all have them, you know, like, to me, to me, watching an animal being killed um, on screen is nothing that I have never seen before. Right. And I know that sounds terrible, but it's kind of true. Like, you know, we've, people have been exposed to this stuff for a long period of time before this. Now, to say that you should just kill an animal for the sake of entertainment, fuck you. Yeah. Don't ever do that for a movie. Yeah. I'm not sitting here condoning it whatsoever. But what I will say though is that the animals they killed during the making of this movie by all accounts were then food that went to the local tribes that they were working with. Yeah. So if it wasn't if it wasn't them killing it on screen, it <clears> would have <throat> been the tribe killing it in the exact same way for food. And according um, so, and
2: according to Joe Bob, I, like you know, Diodato says he has a a reason that he put all this in there, and it was because his first film did really really well in the, uh, in the Asian market, and in yeah. Asian films at the time, it was it was often very uh, normal to see real animals yeah. being slaughtered on film, so. When his original film, I can't remember the name of it, but his original film did so well in Asia, and it was filled with several scenes of of animals being slaughtered. When he went to make this movie, they said you got to put some, you you have to kill some animals in this movie because it's going to be that's, huge in Asia.
1: That's what Deodato says. Yeah. The actors that were on set though have a very different way of looking at Do it they? because they they basically say that he saw something and said, "Oh, hey, kill that for the movie." Really. And it was done yeah well no so he it, might have been really, he might have
2: been saying it like that but he was probably operating under the orders of
1: yeah it's possible that it was very 50 50 yeah you know in terms in terms of that who knows it's different accounts um I I will never condone that for for what it is um that being said you know if it was truly used for food and everything else like there's there's a certain part of that that makes me feel I I guess a hair more comfortable with it. Not really. I don't yeah. know. At this point though, like I said, I've seen this movie so many times watching it. It doesn't affect me because I've seen it so many times that I just, it, it just doesn't, it kind of rolls off me at this point. You know, Yeah. when I first, when I first saw this movie, I hated it. It's just not the, it's just not the opinion that I have of it now. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It just doesn't. Um, Guess what, James? We're at an hour and 53 minutes right now, and we are barely into Cannibal Holocaust. This should have been a one-movie episode. We suck at this. We do suck at this. Um, I mean... What I mean, let's be honest, we we have we have touched on the main parts of the movie, the the, the parts that people want to talk about. Yeah, we've talked, you know, yeah, we've touched all that. What do you how do you feel about the actual movie though, outside of that though? What's what are your thoughts on Cannibal Holocaust as a piece of entertainment of the story they're trying to tell outside of the, the crazy shit that it's known for?
2: Uh, as far as the story they're trying to tell, it's pretty compelling. Like I said, it's it's it. I, you can draw certain parallels to what we see these days with, uh, you know, in this case, it's a, in this case, it's a, a group of documentarians that are doing all of this. But I, I mean, it's not, it's not dissimilar from what we see on a day to day basis, as far as you know, whether you're watching, the right or the left or or any any anything in between everybody seems to be able to craft a narrative to fit their exact, you know, what they want, their exact message, what they want the public to see. And it and it's interesting to see a movie from 40 years ago that uh that kind of hit that nail on the head, you know what I mean? Like, they were, like, they were showing this young people who you thought were, they, you thought that they were, like, kind of, uh, heroic's not the right word, but, like, noble because they wanted to go out and show the rest of the world a part of the world that they had never seen and bring it to light and be like, hey, look at this, you're going about your, you're going about your day-to-day life, your, your daily lives, uh, with all your creature comforts and there's... There are these people that you know nothing about, living in other parts of the world, who have customs that you might find strange, but they're also beautiful because it's all—it's all a part of who they are. But then you come to find out that this document, this documentary crew, is actually forcing these situations yeah. for for the ultimate for the ultimate uh, goal of uh, becoming famous, and that's all they want is to become famous.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much we mentioned about how the group of people that you know went into the woods and disappeared. You know, their whole point. Like they had made a, a documentary before this. In um, what? what uh, in Nigeria or whatever it was. You know, where it was a documentary about the Nigerian government killing its innocent people and all that and there's a part of this movie where they legitimately show a quote-unquote documentary about this. And here's the crazy thing. You know, you have a movie here that is simulating human death, but then they use a movie that legitimately shows human death. Yeah. Like the 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 last road to last road to hell uh, which is a documentary that they, that this film crew supposedly made before they went into the Amazon. They show it in this movie and it's it's legit firing squad human death video from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It's crazy yeah. you know so it's the juxtaposition though of this movie that is simulating human death but then uses a movie of real human death under the guise that this film crew paid off the Nigerians to just kill people. So it's sort of fake. There's so many layers to this part of the movie that it's, it it, quite frankly, it's fucking disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. You watch it and it's just like, what the, like, what the fuck, you know? Like, and this, it kind of goes in part to how this movie exists in the lexicon of, of, um, of filmmaking because it's so singular in what it shows and mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. You know, it's like there will never be a movie like this ever again in the history of film. It just, it just won't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's just nuts, man. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else to to keep going on about it. I mean, this movie. This is a movie we could talk about for for for, for hours. We, yeah, we there's probably. So, there's so much that <laughs> we are leaving out. You know, like the idea that the the whole the whole idea of who are who are the bad guys in this movie, it's the fucking Americans. Yeah. Like the cannibals that y- you would think the cannibals are the bad guys in this movie. They're not. The cannibals are the normal people. The Americans that the Americans or whoever it is that come into play, they're the bad ones. They're mm-hmm. the bad guys. Like yeah. it's and it's like I don't know, man. Like it's it's one of those weird movies where I want to tell people to watch it. But at the same point in time, by telling people to watch it, I feel like I might be doing somebody a disservice because they (laughs) might not want to watch something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's weird. Well, it's it's just uh, you can
2: tell somebody to watch it, but with you know with a heavy warning.
1: Yeah, with a heavy warning. I this movie is important. I think this movie is important for a reason. Even if people hate it, it's important. Yeah. So that's um. That's where I'm at.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's
1: weird. I don't feel like we even scratched the surface of this movie. Quite frankly, we could do a whole other episode on this movie and talk yeah, about all the intricacies of it. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, I love this movie because it's raw and it's real and it's. There's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. There's literally nothing like it that gives you the feeling that you get while watching it. So I love it based on that, it, you know. It love is a weird word to use for it, but it's true. Like it's, I hold this movie to extremely high regard for what it is. That that, that that's just where I'm at with it. Yeah. So, let's move on. <laughs> we have. let uh, twenty-five
2: seconds to discuss the Green Inferno.
1: Oh, the Green <laughs> Inferno. Directed by Eli Uh, Roth, this movie sucked. All right, we're out. (laughs) Here is the deal: Uh, The Green Inferno came out in 2013, directed by Eli Roth. The Green Inferno, by the way, was the working title for Cannibal Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Um, Eli Roth, the Green Inferno, which is a cannibal movie, it's this was his love letter to the movie we were just talking about, Cannibal Holocaust, in every way, shape, and form. It not only does it. Mimic every version of it in terms of how um, how the movie is projected. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, you know, it's a he wanted to he wanted to put forth this feeling of of dread with these these indigenous people and everything else. Like yeah. It's supposed to feel the way that Cannibal Holocaust did. Right. It the title of the movie is the Cannibal Holocaust rejected title, basically, um, and they even call the Amazon, the green inferno a couple of times in cannibal Holocaust, Mm -hmm. this whole, this whole entire movie was just Eli Ross's wet dream to cannibals. It's basically what it was. Yeah. Um, which cannibal Holocaust, I believe was one of his favorite movies ever. So it makes sense. Um, the synopsis here is that a group of student activists travels to Amazon to the Amazon to save the uh, rainforest, and soon discover that they are not alone, and that no ge- no good deed goes unpunished. I don't. That's It's not a very good synopsis. <laughs> In why, all fairness, why not? Um, it's just I I kind of feel like it should be like a group of activists go to the Amazon to fight for the rights, fight for the rights of the rainforest. However when their plane goes down they realize the brutal truth of the indigenous people i don't know <laughs> something like that <laughs> i don't know i
2: i think the one that's there's probably fine it's it pre, pretty much hits all the bases but uh, yeah. um yeah, i i feel like you're probably I, I i think we're probably both a pretty opinionated about this movie let's just okay. jump into because we don't have a ton of time here Let's just really yeah, jump. Let's we, really jump. <laughs> let's really jump into like how we feel about this movie. Um, I think that uh, I was getting the sense you and I didn't talk about it too much, but I'm getting this. I'm getting the sense that you hate this movie.
1: Um, here's the deal: when I first saw this, when I first saw this movie back uh, when it first came out, um, I I remember liking it. I remember it, I remember it not really living up to what I thought that it was going to be because. When this came out, I was super excited because I was really into cannibal movies. Like I was going through a phase where I was kind of watching everything that I could of these old Italian cannibal movies and everything else. Like, so I had a really good foundation for what these movies were. And when I saw this, given that Eli Roth is such a fan of Cannibal Holocaust, and he's so here's the thing about Eli Roth. I I love Eli Roth as a person that loves horror movies mm-hmm. as a personalities he's an encyclopedia quite frankly of of horror movies and more specifically exploitation movies and the whole deal which yeah. are, are things that i i i happen to like yeah that being said his films that he makes as a director are extremely touch and go for me you know cabin fever i loved yeah hostile i loved That being said, though, like everything else in his filmography, it's very touch and go for me. It Mm -hmm. really is. Um, and I'm not gonna sit here and try to shit talk Eli Roth. I'm not going to. I just don't know. I feel like he's the best way to describe him is like he's got really, really good intentions, right? Mm -hmm. Just doesn't always deliver. On on the films. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I love Eli Roth. I love watching him talk. Like, whenever I see Eli Roth is hosting a documentary about something, I'm like, all in. Cause Eli Roth is a fucking super smart dude. And he yeah. knows what he's talking about with horror. You know, he was the host of that. Um, there's a Shudder series, horror, it's a horror series, I forget what it's fucking called. Um, history of horror. Yeah. Uh, on Shudder that he ho- it's fantastic, it's so good. And the dude knows what he's talking about. Yet when it comes to his own films. Unfortunately, there seems to be a lot of flaws, not flaws, but like it just they don't live up to where you think they should live up. Yeah. Unfortunately. So Eli Roth is a really weird, he's a weird dude to talk about, you know. Um, I think in this, in the case of this movie, it's very clear that he loves the cannibal genre of of filmmaking, right? He loves he loves those films. He loves the Italian horror films, he loves the Italian uh genre uh cannibal films and all that this movie was such a wet dream ode to cannibal <laughs> holocaust it's it's you know it, it's and, and he'll admit that like this was his movie that he wanted to make at Cannibal Holocaust. Um unfortunately the the fact that the the Nate I don't know there there's a lot of there's a lot of choices they made in this movie that kind of de- drew me out of it a little bit and first off, the acting is fucking atrocious. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. It's so bad that even even to be like haha funny, it's like 70s, you know, indie horror movie bad. Like it it doesn't even live up to that. It's just not good. The acting in this movie is ter- is not good. You straight up you you must straight up I'll you, say it. it's you, not you, good. You must be
2: a freshman because only because only a freshman would speak with such an insolent tone.
1: <laughs> the character that you're talking about is the character that you're talking about is the character of Alejandro, yeah. who's played by Ariel Levy, and I and and I told you this after we talked about it. Here's the sad part about it: this is he's a Latin American actor. Well, that's not that, sad. Tim, no, 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 no. What's sad yeah. is that he's a Latin American actor. Where I literally would have sworn on a stack of Bibles he was using a fake Latin American accent. <laughs> I don't know what that says, but, like, it's just... Sure, yes, he's speaking Spanish. Doesn't mean he's a good actor. I'm sorry. <laughs> just because you're speaking Spanish doesn't mean that you're doing it right. His... Well, his, no, I,
2: it, that's the... Yeah, like, he's... I, I'm sure Spanish is his first language. Sure. I'm sure. Uh, so, and, but and even... I'm not trying but to even fault with, him. But even with... But even with... Uh, even with Spanish... Or, or English being your second language, um,
1: it was just terrible. It was, I don't, yeah, it
2: was. It, it wasn't. Every, every it wasn't even. It wasn't even came... about this. It wasn't even about the speaking part of the roles. It was like everything about him, him, his girlfriend. Uh, who else was really bad? Um, Did Kirby
1: re- Bliss Blanton. No, not Curry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Sky Sky Fierro. Sky Ferreira is Ferreira. She's a she's apparently a musician and she sings and does stuff. Um, she played the the character of Casey, yeah, who a, was the main character Justine, who is played by Lorenza Izzo. Yeah. Lorenza Izzo is actually pretty good in this in, in this movie. She's great. Uh, she's
2: fine. she's good from like the halfway point of the movie on. She's, per, she's she's
1: she wasn't bad. She was not bad in my opinion for the first half it, of the movie. It might have
2: also like it's not necessarily that she was bad. Like there was bad there was bad ADR in the beginning of this movie.
1: There was yes, and yes, she and 100%. and
2: she was like, I understand. Uh, I understand kind of the bad ADR with people who their first language might not necessarily be English, because then you're because then you know like uh, the. The lips might not always completely match up with whatever you're hearing, but Lorenza Izzo English is her, her first language, as far as I know, right?
1: I thought she was fine throughout um, the entire movie. I'm just friendly. saying.
2: I'm just saying. In the beginning of the movie, I don't think it was necessarily bad acting so much as it was bad ADR.
1: That's, with I her, mean, it's possible. It's possible. What I got from her though was whatever. However, her roommate though in college, oh by the guy Sky Fieria, she Casey was, so was terrible. She was comically bad like and I'm not even going to necessarily blame her I almost wonder if it's the editing you know like I don't know what I don't know if it was the editing or the direction like maybe they were trying. maybe it was her who knows
2: they were trying to get her to be they wanted her to be like the like sarcastic sort
1: of weird yeah
2: but it just came across every line obviously bad obviously people can't people can't see me but you can see me every single line she did this
1: shrugged her it was contrived she shrugged her
2: shoulders and she put her hands up like this and she's like uh does your dad even know that you're doing this like yeah it's just so fucking i i I
1: hate to say this she was awful in this movie though like and it took you and honestly it it took me out of the scenes that she was in yeah because it was so unbelievably bad like she's Listen, she's. It, I've never heard her music, but if she's a good singer, I'm fucking sick to music. Like, don't, <laughs> don't try to act anymore, please. By all means, the other, the only other character that I want to mention though is. Uh Ariel Levy, uh his character Alejandro. Um, this this dude was a gigantic piece of shit. Like he's the biggest villain of the entire movie. Oh sure. You, you might you might think just like in Cannibal Holocaust, that the cannibals are the bad guys, which in this movie they are a little bit more so, but like uh Alejandro is the biggest piece of shit in this entire movie. He yeah. basically he basically dupes people into doing this. Life, like, like life-threatening stunt, basically, to get paid by somebody that doesn't want the rain, that wants another company to come in to get the contract to, uh, to, to bulldoze the rainforest. Right, is basically what it is. Right, and it's, and it's a bunch of bullshit. And it's and all it's a,
2: pu- it's a publicity stunt. Yeah. So that his organization plane. will look good.
1: Yeah, and they all get on a plane afterwards to come back home that plane uh, has engine failure and crash lands and then their remaining characters basically get abducted by the cannibal tribe they get put into like a pig pen and that's where the story kind of unfolds towards the end of the movie where they're trying to survive yet they're being eaten essentially yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's I mean it's pretty much it um my my problem with with this movie was less to, less to do with the fact that it was a rip off of Cannibal Holocaust and more the fact that like it just I like Eli Roth. I do. I think that he's a super interesting guy to listen to because he's a kind of a genius when it comes to these kind of movies. But but when when you're watching his his version of it, it just doesn't work sometimes. Yeah. Like I like Eli Roth, but his movies are not always great.
2: Yeah, there were certain things about this movie that I was just like like face palming. Like the idea the idea that they could stuff like two grams of weed into a dead chick's mouth to have it cooked over a fire and then that two grams of weed would make the entire tribe get stoned.
1: Yeah, that that was completely unrealistic. And, the, and then the
2: terrible fucking joke where that dude wakes up, uh, Daryl Sabara Lars, who's the kid from Spy Kids, by the way. Um, yes, it was. When he wakes up and and he's like, "Oh, thank God, they're still high." And then they start trying to bite him, and he goes, "Oh God, they have the munchies!" Like I was like,
1: "Oh my God, God that's I hated such that. a fucking, I fucking stupid joke, man." I fucking hated that scene so much. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't even know. I don't even know how to respond to that. Like that was such a bad scene. The writing of this movie was just not great overall. I think that it was saved a little bit by the writing was saved a little bit by what the movie was. You know, people are going to be interested in a cannibal movie in general because yeah. was, the people that are going to see this movie are fans of of the genre in general. So you know they're going to see it, but like yeah, that, that was absolutely awful. Um,
2: another example of just like (laughs) what I thought was just stupid writing. Uh, and, but at the same time, I also chuckled a little bit when I heard it. It's, it's, it's right in the beginning when they're loading onto the boats and the guys, their guides are, uh, like loading them on really fast and they're speaking Quechua and, uh, um, Justine turns toward uh who's who is, who is the bigger guy uh, Jonah she says what are they saying and he says i i don't know it's quechua and she goes what's quechua and the like the alejandro's like asshole girlfriend she goes <laughs> she goes what's what's quechua and i actually had the the um i had the uh the subtitles on for this part cuz it was happening so fast i was like what are they saying she goes, "What's Quechua? Except for on the subtitles, it says "What's Kesha," and and this chick goes, <laughs> the, "The chick goes, she's a singer." Shut up! <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: it's such a stupid
2: fucking joke, dude.
1: <laughs> it really, it, it, it really is. Um, here's here's what kills me about this though. Once they get to Peru, right before they go into the rainforest or whatever, mm. they're sitting around a restaurant. They're talking about it, and it's like. At suddenly the main dude goes, this could be super dangerous. There could be people firing weapons at you and everybody's like, what are you talking about? Did none of these people know what the fuck they were signing up for before they went to a goddamn foreign country to protest something? like?" Uh,
2: apparently not. <laughs>
1: it's it's crazy to me that, that the, the narrative of this movie expects you to believe that there are people that would go to another country into the fucking rainforest, yet they didn't understand what they were doing there. That's crazy to me. And it's stupid I, and it's I bad think, storytelling. I think it frankly.
2: was I think it was supposed to be like uh this this Alejandro guy is so charismatic that he's able to just sort of talk people into doing what he wants them to do. But the problem was is that he really wasn't that charismatic.
1: No, he you wasn't know what I mean? at all. Like no, I've seen not at all, yeah.
2: Like I've seen i I've seen I've seen characters in movies pull that off way better than than this guy does. Like there's nothing there's nothing really likable about him even from the beginning. No,
1: yeah, everybody follows him and somehow they again, nobody nobody thought to ask, "Well, hey, is this is this trip to the to the Amazon going to be dangerous?" We're just going to go and be peace and love. No no, you're going to get fucking shot at. <laughs> and no one thought to ask that question that's that's just beyond absurd to me it's unbelievable well, and beyond well
2: and then absurd it comes to, to light it's pretty obvious that he specifically invited Justine to go along because she was the daughter of a of, of a sure. an American diplomat and yep. and he basically used her as a pawn
1: and nobody else really has a problem with it except for her yeah I agree um let's see what mm. else here uh there's there's a scene my favorite scene of the entire movie. Um, it's so stupid because it seems so dumb but one of the characters after they're jumping off or after they're getting onto the plane or something he literally gets excited and runs towards somebody and literally runs directly into the propeller of an airplane
2: <laughs> it's after it's they my, crash it's after they it's crash my, he hears, yeah, yeah, he hears it's, the it's one girl crash, like up yeah. in the tree cause she's stuck up in yeah. the tree and he goes <laughs> I can't remember an, a character or not I'll Cara. help you. And <laughs> he <laughs> fucking runs into the propeller and it's gets my the my favorite scene the of top, the entire movie. <laughs> the top is head locked off.
1: What an idiot. It's my favorite. He, it's my he, favorite scene of the whole movie cuz so 100% dumb that. deserved that. Yeah. Um there's uh, other huh. things too like, where where the uh where I thought that like the the idea of what they were doing was so stupid. The the cannibals legitimately put an apple in the mouth of one of the dead people. Yeah. Like you would, like you would a pig. And that was so dumb to me. That what? was so incredibly stupidly Who, who did dumb. they who would they do that to? I don't remember. Uh was it was it uh it was it was the the dude that wanted the uh fuck what's his name? Uh, Jonah. Jonah. Who oh, the Jonah?
2: Uh, by the way, we should talk about his kill cuz it's the most it's probably the most well, dramatic in the entire movie.
1: He was also my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. He was my favorite yeah, character. He was, of the just, movie. he was just a nice dude. He's a super nice dude. Or whatever. He's uh, he was the um, he was the. If you've seen the movie, he's the, the super nice, uh, black guy that was like a bit festively plump, as you would say, <laughs> and um, he was the first to go because of his festiveness, apparently. Yeah. Um but yeah they're 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 cooking him over a fire though, and they literally put a fucking apple in his mouth the way that like we would do a fucking pig, and it was like, "Come on, really I don't, they wouldn't do this, it I don't takes remo- me out of it like I don't remember them putting an apple in his mouth, no, they did, they most definitely did, really, yes, they okay. put an apple in his mouth to cook him, and it's because like, they're not they're not fucking, cooking they're on. not
2: cooking him over a fire though they they put him in the oven, they put they him put in one of those little huts and covered up yeah. with oh. I don't think yeah. I realized that there was an apple I just, in his mouth. It
1: was, so, it was so dumb. Like It it was just really, really stupid. And it's like, come on, Eli, Why is that dumb? What are dumb, you doing? Why
2: is that dumb, though? We do It's it.
1: dumb because putting an apple in the mouth of a pig is such an American thing to do for a pig roast. It's not something that you would... To me, it's oh, is not it? something that would... I don't, yeah, I don't actually not, know... Yeah, it's a, it's like a southern pig barbecue thing. Oh, okay. Like, it's not it's not a fucking at least as far as I'm concerned, it's not a fucking South American tradition. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It just seems dumb. It it, it, it I don't know. I don't even know how else to, to describe it. I hated that scene though. I thought it was fucking stupid. How about? How I don't about know. The, I'm, okay. looking, I'm looking at my notes here, and I don't have much else. How that about this.
2: How about the scene where the poor girl Kirby Bliss Blanton had to straight straight faced play a, do a scene where she absolutely shits herself like so hard i felt oh i was like that's such a that's that's no no I, pun intended such a crappy scene to have to do yeah you know what no. I mean?
1: I, well i think i think there was a shitty scene Uh-oh. to even have in the movie yeah. like uh, oh, oh god did I, did oh, I you just out? went
2: you just went robot and repeat oh, yourself real oh, quick
1: oh oh fucking zoom No, like I was. It's a pretty shitty scene to even do in and of itself. It's, it's like it's poop jokes. Yeah. That's. I don't want poop jokes (laughs) in my fucking cannibal movie. Like, I'm I'm sorry, but like, I understand that might be a thing that happens. But then all the sound effects they put in to exaggerate what was happening, like the like,
2: the the little fuck, the little like squeakers and stuff like. that. And then you, that that and, being that being said God, that, was that being so, said was so dumb that being said though Kirby Kirby Bliss Blanton is an attractive girl and in that scene she cranks sure. out she cranks out an absolute heater and still <laughs> and still looks good <laughs> that is that is talent right there it
1: cranks out an absolute.
2: that's that is talent dude because i was like i was like i i'm pretty sure anybody else taking a massive dump in the corner of a cage would look unattractive and i was like she still looks pretty damn good
1: my my thing after that happened is like you know she didn't have anything to wipe with and then like two scenes later She's cuddled up next to that other chick who is apparently <laughs> taking under her, like, lesbian arm. So it's like, dude, that, dude like, the, the chick you're cuddling up to literally smells like shit.
2: <laughs> just, <laughs> come on.
1: Come on. Uh, her her um, kill
2: scene, hold on, we, we got to go back to Jonah, because I was just going to say, her kills her death scene is probably, like, that takes commitment. To to be able Which, to uh, to be, her, to be able to be able to slit your own throat with a piece of broken oh, yeah, dude, broken yeah. pottery, there's no yeah, you can't second crazy. you can't second guess that well, you got you got to I, just fucking if go I for shit it.
1: myself and everybody smelled it, I'd probably kill myself. too <laughs> in all fairness, but
2: you know. Um, let's um, go. Um, let's go back to Jonah's kill though, real quick, because that's probably yeah, Jonas the, kill was it's crazy. Probably yeah. the most intense in the entire movie. That's kind of I mean, what dude, it's kind of what kicks off the entire like second half of the movie.
1: I heard that. I heard that it was so emotional for him. He just fell to pieces. Uh, uh, Every time uh,
2: I'm uh, uh. <laughs> falling down.
1: <laughs> no, he was. Um, he was. I mean, let's be honest. The dude, he was the the chubby dude, so they picked him first because there was more meat on the bones. Yeah. Quite frankly, that's what it was. Well marbled. Um, yeah, his his death scene was pretty brutal though because they pretty much completely like disemboweled him and cut him into pieces. It's his right so, on film. <laughs> well,
2: for, first of all, they start with the eyes, which that's a big thing for me. It's like,
1: mm, oh god, mm, oh, mm, fucking mm. eyes, dude.
2: And they they dig his yeah, eyes, eyes out. Tough. And the thing is, is like he the the screams that he is uh that he's emitting throughout that entire scene are. Pretty fucking guttural. High. Yeah, they're well, he, guttural. Yeah, they're like high pitched and like almost sure, almost animalistic in a way. Like it, it sounds like it sounds you like an my, animal being slaughtered, which makes it even more dehuman. You mean like the mus, even even you mean more. Like the, yeah, like the muskrat. Like the muskrat. Yeah, it makes you, it even you more. The,
1: you want to hear the sound of me getting my eyes uh, dug out?
2: Yeah, that's it. That's oh, that was fun. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was a, fun little extra bit for people to, in their car <laughs> listening to this on uh, high volume. No, it's it just be, it, it would
1: be way more blood clotting than that. I it
2: just you. like he sounds he sounds like an animal being slaughtered, which which makes yeah, that scene bad. even more unsettling. But uh, it's bad. He, it, it's 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 very fucking bone tomahawk though with the with yes. the giant jawbone that he's being hacked to pieces mm-hmm. with. Pretty hundred yep, percent. Pretty awesome. Overall, though, I don't I don't know. This movie back when we saw it in 2013, we watched it at your parents' house when it first came out. We and did. I right. remember being so excited about this movie and feeling very underwhelmed. Uh and I'm still pretty underwhelmed by it. And and I didn't yeah, I, and I don't I remember back in 2013 watching it and realizing how <laughs> shitty some of the acting was.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I think that that um again, you know, I like Eli Roth as as a person as a, as a film scholar. And I will honestly say film scholar cuz the dude literally knows his shit. Yeah. Um yeah, when it comes to like directing stuff or whatever, like he's super super hot and cold and I would have to put this movie on the colder end of of movies he's done, you know, like uh, un- unfortunately. Uh he's just I don't know, it's like I'm a little let down by it, you know. Yeah. The movie the movie doesn't capture the feeling that I wanted it to. It doesn't have a lot of the hallmarks. It doesn't, you know, it does its best, but it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it's cannibal movies sh- should exist only in the in the area that they exist in. To try to redo that, it's not going to work. There's a period a, a weird period of time, you know, in the 80s when these cannibal movies were at their peak, and it, it will never be replicated, mm-hmm. and to try to do so is just a failing effort. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. and that's all there is to it. Eli Roth uh, did his best to, to 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 do better than that, but it still doesn't Felt really short. hold candle. Yeah, it, yeah, it falls short. It does. Yeah. Quite frankly, but yep. that's just my opinion.
2: Um, well, we should probably end on that because this is a long ass episode.
1: I th- I thought we were going to go for another 45 minutes and have this like a three hour, 15 we episode. Could,
2: we could split it into a two parter <laughs> if you wanted to, <laughs> yeah. It's not uh, anyway, that, that is the Green Inferno and Cannibal Holocaust, and Correct. uh, and 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 that's it for this week. You know, go watch them, <laughs> go watch them, and let us know what you think. Uh, Sir? we do, we, we, we didn't, uh, I didn't get together with you to put my picks in the hat.
1: Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. So it's fine. Okay. We'll, so uh. So here's what we're going to do next week then. Uh, no one's going to know what the next week is. Oh, crazy. This is going to be a, this is going to be a bonus thing to a mystery don't know what next week
2: a is. A mystery week. Maybe, um, maybe we'll even do a poll in our, uh, in our Instagram stories.
1: Oh, we could totally do that. We'll do a poll. So, How about yeah. that? We'll do a poll, and then uh, at least for the week coming up, and then on the next week we'll do the rest of the month. Yeah, Sound right. Okay. Sounds
2: good. Sounds good. All right. Well, that, in the that, mean yep. in the meantime, if you want to find us anywhere, including on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast.
1: You can also find us on Twitter at the kill PC, and also please, please, please check us out on Spotify because we are now playing there. Please, you know, go there, give us a follow,
2: and 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 uh, and go give us a review, and you know, between one and five stars on sure. Apple iTunes or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, we and appreciate I'm, it, and all. I don't want to force you, but you know, I mean, there might be there might be a kitten who is murdered if if you don't so
1: yeah whatever kittens kittens <laughs> who cares like about like satan's past who, cares, who cares
2: about kittens really right <laughs> <laughs> all right that's uh, anyway, that's it for this week um so yeah we'll uh, we'll do a little instagram poll figure out what we're doing for next week and then after that we'll uh we'll inform you we'll keep you informed yes, sir. uh that's it That's it for Cannibals. That's it for Mike. That's it for me. Cheers. Try to have a good night.